Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Ryan, your host, and as always I'm joined with Will, my co-host, live into your ear holes through Twitch and your podcast app. I don't know why I'm ear holes that. is a really weird phrase. Yeah, it's fine. It's, yeah, that's the new thing I'm saying every episode now. Into your I mean, ear holes. I mean, it's not it's not untrue, I suppose. No. My thing's melting, Ryan. This is oh good. no. I was, I was that gonna, is, I bought these the other day and I was like, I'm going to sit down and when we do do the podcast, I'm going to... It is pretty warm in here, to be fair. It is very warm in your room. Your room um, is like an oven. Aha! Well, to be honest, I am drying my clothes. But... You are. That's very this good. isn't a podcast about winders melting, even though that is probably one of the most tragic things that any man can have to endure. <laughs> I'd watch that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, today, we are going to be talking about news as always in the world of pop culture and anything that we're geeky about. And then we're going to be talking about the show Invincible. I've just, just realised that I haven't got stuff, but uh, we will get straight on to that. Um, yes, so, talking about Invincible, but we'll do that later. Firstly, shall we get straight into the news of the world? Let's do it. Do you want to kick us off? Yes, of course. Right, so, I'll get these out of the way, because there's quite a bit of them. Uh, so, Knives Out 2, mm. or... Can't be called knives out anymore. Forks out. Forks out. Spoons, spoons out. out. Spoons down. Spoons, spoons out. in. Spoons in. Spoons in. Spoons Spoon. in. So spoons in. Um, <laughs> there, it's got a couple casting uh, things that has uh, been announced in the last couple of days because uh, Ryan Johnson is Ryan 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 Johnson Ryan, Ryan. Uh, is coming back, and I think Daniel Craig is coming back for oh, the cool. sequel as well. Um, you haven't seen Knives Out, have you? Or have we? I haven't. No. Okay. Maybe that's well, what we should do soon. I know it's a film that you really enjoy. Ah, yes. Well, the news has come out that Edward Norton is coming. He's, he's coming to... Uh, he's coming here. He's com- Yeah, he's coming <laughs> here. He's coming in. And here he is. He's and here he is. No, our special um, guest. So, Edward Norton has been cast. Dave Bautista has been cast. And also, uh, let me get her name up. I've forgotten. Uh, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Uh, who is Agatha All Along. Uh, she's she's joined. I'm I'm glad that they are continuing with the hey let's just get all big name actors and just slam them into this real good real good stuff. Yeah, it feels like it's one of those because um, I remember when I saw the cast for the first night though I was like oh this is your typical kind of like almost like Inception movie like cool concept movie that they've just managed to hire the best actors for. Yeah. Because it's a pretty stellar cast for the first one. Yeah, yeah, it's um, incredible. And it sounds like they're continuing that with the second one, so that's all yeah. good. Don't know what it's going to be about. Um, I guess uh, not, because I don't know what he's done recently. But Edward Norton is a bit of a. I don't know. Ever since I heard like the rumors that he is very hands-on with the roles he's got, uh, like because I think it was with the Incredible Hulk, when he was doing that, he was trying to get a lot of stuff rewritten and stuff because he's that sort of actor it's sort of no you're the you're the bloody your cast member it's not your job to rewrite stuff so stop um yeah he's a bit of a hard hard cookie to deal with and work with so sounds like he should be a director i'm I'm sure he has probably directed and written stuff but yeah i guess that's the only sort of thought that i have um just yeah i'm sure it'd be good i'm looking forward to it um but yeah casting for that has happened uh also but let's 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 keep on with the whole sort of casting stuff. So Emily Blunt has come out. <laughs> uh, the Hollywood Reporter has reported uh, doing what they do best, and she's talked about like the whole fan casting rumors of her in Fantastic Four films, which I, I'm guilty of. 
I'm like, yes, you should be Invisible Woman because that's perfect. You and John Krasinski should... Yeah, so she's come out... When did this start? That's what I want to know with this. I don't know, um, because... The big thing for me is, like, I can see it, but I'm like, I wonder who the first person was that was like, oh, my That would be perfect. That would be, like... Well... Is it just literally because they were married? I think so. But also, John (laughs) John Krasinski was also... um, He auditioned for Captain America when Ah, that first came out. Um, Okay, so there's a link there. And and Wyatt Russell, uh, or Wyatt Russell, whatever his name is. Um, so yeah, she's just basically come out and said stuff like, "Oh, it's not really my cup of tea. It's just fan service." All the fans are just saying this. There's no, no one's gotten into contact with me or anything like that. It's not that she thinks that it's like bloated the genre as well, which is like you know I, I don't understand that. Yeah, the quote that yeah. I saw is that she said that she's basically just not a fan of superhero movies. They're just not well, a thing. I, I don't. Was, I don't think it. No, I, I read a bit more of the article. She said it's not like she doesn't like them. It's just that they are a bit. There's a lot of it. Really, they, I read a quote that she said she didn't like them. She said she said I well, understand not, why not, people enjoy them, but they are not my not my, her cup, cup of tea. tea. Yeah. No, okay, that's what that's what I meant. Like, it's, no, she. It's not like she said she doesn't like them. Like she said, she would do one uh, if the right role came about and stuff. But at the moment, stuff happening. We've it's heard this stuff before with Marvel, though. Where then yeah. Like, and it's yeah. yeah it's <laughs> Emily just, Blunt is. Is this just a publicity stunt? I don't know. It's just a smoke and mirror and whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Squash the rumors. Yeah, I think fans just need to sort of chill, including me. I feel like there's a part of me that's like. There's a part of me that's like, oh, Marvel would probably do that and get away with it because I think in like John Krasinski and Emily Blunt you've got two really really good actors yeah. who would do a really good job in the role whoever you would partner them with with the other two characters in the Fantastic Four but at the same time it makes me kind of think that maybe Marvel would want to go with younger actors for longevity possibly you know they possibly. would, they I'm would not want not actors sure. that they could maybe tie down to longer contracts yeah you know, because let's not forget, I mean, they're, they're going to want to slowly phase out the old heroes of the Avengers, which they did with Endgame to an yeah. extent, and then they... Yeah, you'll def- definitely need to get a, a couple of actors, because Fantastic Four would want to be... They Marvel would want to do a Fantastic Four for, like, another... The next They'd want ten to do a years. trilogy, at least, wouldn't they? Trilogy yeah. and, like, them being the Avengers films and stuff like that, so... Yeah, I, I don't know necessarily... And with the, you know, with the X-Men coming as well, they'd want to do yeah. a lot of crossover with that. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, it's fine. Yeah, I'd like to see it, but I'm sure. Yeah, what whoever Marvel do cast eventually, it'd be perfect. So, uh, what have you got? Talking of casting, this leads quite yes. well into this. Um, we've got obviously the uh, the uh, reports out of Warner Brothers and rumors out of Warner Brothers that they are searching for a black director and a black star to star in a new Superman movie. Yeah, we spoke about this a while ago. A while ago, but I think last week we alluded to it, but then the news broke, I think, either just after or just before that we did the podcast. I was like, hey, uh, we're doing this. So, would the, uh, I'm trying to think, because I, I read places as well. Um, yeah, I, I think they're, they're, they're trying to... this going to be like that Earth 2 Superman? Yeah, probably. I think, I'm trying to think of, like, are they going to probably go for one of the up-and-coming black directors or are they going to go for someone like pretty stellar in like a Ryan Coogler or already established great director in him um, there's a part of me that would like them to choose someone completely new yeah like like give the the IP of Superman to like somebody with a really creative vision yeah. for what they want 
I think that would also be the best thing to do. I think it would be really good, and I'd love to see that. But there's a part of me that just knows that Warner Brothers is just going to try and... Yeah, we'll see how they go. <laughs> to really me, Warner to... Brothers are still trying to play the catch... They, they, they're on this foolish mission of catch-up with just yeah. masking the fact that they've not got certain things together by just hiring the biggest names to do the biggest things. Yeah. So there's a part of me that feels like they probably will just hire an established black director, even though I'm sure that person would do a really good job. I, I just don't think they'd have maybe as much creative freedom. They just want to get it Possibly. kind of done and they'd want to pick a safe it, bet with that. I think that initially from what, what we're seeing is that they're kind of going in the right direction of them not focusing on like this continuous like cinematic universe. They're just like, yeah, we'll do Batman here, we'll do Joker there, we'll do Black Adam here. It's not all connected, but it's like multiverse sort of shit. Like, um, I think the with the Flash yeah. and stuff. So I think, yeah, that's probably the way to go. You, you can't, it's... Okay indirectly connecting everything which I think is fine it's kind of what Marvel are kind of slowly going into with the multiverse of madness of Doctor Strange and stuff I don't think so with Marvel I, I, I oh I, I think I, they are I think that's what they want you to think yeah and I think that I don't I don't think I don't think with Kevin Feige steering the, sh- steering the ship that's going to be the I think maybe that they want to dabble in that absolutely and they yeah. want to do a few things they'll have and they're the doors certainly, open. yeah and they're certainly showing signs of that and like as you said we'll see what Multiverse of Madness brings and that kind of stuff and we got a kind of glimpse of it with WandaVision didn't we but um, I just think that like they'll all bring it back to it, a point eventually yeah it'll, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be more focused but they will have like oh, this is a story over here of this alternate universe Spider-Man like they'll probably bring in Mars Morales at some point that's if Sony doesn't take him back um, mm. but yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that would be really interesting. Speaking of uh, like Sony taking back Miles Morales, yes. um, Venom 2, you Venom have had a uh, the, the trailer dropped, obviously. You yes. have a thing about the trailer. Um, obviously, it doesn't take place in the MCU, duh. Good. It's by Sony. Um, but it does pay homage to a lot of Spider-Man lore, apparently. Um, okay, that's good. It's... It says here, the quote here is in the article, which I think is really cool, is, is flirting with the world of Peter Parker. So I feel like what okay. they, like, I mean, Spider-Man is obviously not going to be directly in the movie, but I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in some... I don't think so, because I think... The, not shows not shows up, but like, like they like, show a tag of him in something. Like in a newspaper, oh, Spider-Man's around, and some bollocks. Or there's like the... The typical like someone spray painted a spider on the wall or some edgy stuff. Like yeah, that. it's as someone runs just, by or what, is, you know. what are they doing? I'd, yeah, this is the weird thing that the problem that I have with the first Venom film. It's like you can't really have that. Like it kind of worked, but the the whole point in Venom is that he's got a vendetta against Spider Man. That's like how he gets friends or like has such a strong bond with Eddie Brock and stuff like that's Such a good character build up I was talking but. to Tom about this the other day because yeah. he, he texted me saying have you seen the new trailer and I said I have it looks cool it looks interesting it looks average as a superhero movie like it, uh, looks, it, looks, it just fine. looks like fine yeah. yeah it's what you expect um, it's weirdly dark like very dark um, as in lighting or tone tone uh, I like it's got the, yeah. it's got humour in it with the whole split personality thing they're going for which I just don't think works personally that's <laughs> You say it doesn't work, but it's probably the strongest thing about the first Venom oh film. Oh dear. Yeah. Like... It says something. When, we'll, we'll watch Venom eventually before this film comes out, but 
initially it just it's so tonally all over the place it doesn't know what it wants to be the first film mm. and then it's not until like maybe an hour in where it does that whole buddy cop comedic aspect to everything and you're like this is better but this is still uh, it's like the only facet of it is just it's a character trait rather than yeah the, exactly the central plot of the movie yeah, yeah the actual plot it's still is trying complete to be garbage dark pretty um, serious superhero how, doing two tones and themes yeah so like they're clearly yeah they, they've learned from the first film like okay this is what people really enjoyed um so we're going to continue with that whole buddy cop ah funny venom's trying to kill people but not really and blah 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 um which i'm like yeah okay they continue with that i i understand and then when it gets to the carnage stuff i'm like okay i'm really interested in this because like you say it's got that darker tone and it's he's a i i'm fascinated with the character of carnage he's like a serial killer who is is, i think in the comics like every time he draws blood that's when the monster comes out out. um it's like a vampire yeah so I, I hope they don't have like too much of a comedic aspect to that stuff. Like I hope they, I don't know, focus more on the fact that he is, I don't know, he's a serial killer. He's a the, psychopath. The point that Tom and I ended up talking about, which I, I Tom is a friend of ours, by the way. Yes. Um, but the, the point that we ended up talking about and kind of settling on is that I was just like I, I I said to Tom in this in this vein. I was just like I end up asking the question why with with like Ven- Venom. As a movie and as a everyone, because he's a popular but, character. That's yeah, it. because <laughs> it's like, I, I get what you're doing. Like, I get why people might be interested, and I get why you would want to make a movie about him. But there are some characters in, and I think in comics it's quite prevalent in some ways. Yeah, that they work better as secondary characters to other people's story arcs. Solo. <laughs> Han Solo. Yes, Han Solo. For, for, a, for a start. And in comic books, I think it's true. Like Batman has a amazing rogues gallery, and yep. so does Spider Man. But I wouldn't make a movie about every single one of them. No. Because because they're just not interesting enough on their own. I think you they could, have, but it's very hard to do but so. It, yeah, but it's like we've had singular, and it's just not well, like. Well, we had Falcon and Winter Soldier, which like they were side characters, and you know initially you all thought ah oh, they're not that interesting by themselves, and. The series was competent enough. Like, well, not competent, but it was very good. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. it was good. So I think you can, but I think it's whether you take the risk or not. They took the risk with Venom. It was some. Well, I mean, not somewhat successful. It was bloody successful and nearly hit a billion dollars. Yeah, it's just. I feel like you could do something really good with Venom, but Ed and I had a combo about this the other day in the house, and that was uh, the conversation of the fact that superhero films feel like to some people some people more than um, more than others um, but in some cases that superhero movies are just becoming really saturated yeah and like people are just jumping on the hype they're like Venom is a cool character we should make an individual movie franchise about that character because people like superhero movies and they will watch it yeah and it's like, what sort of story should we do? Should we like put like no, just make it like a typical kind of superhero story? That's the problem that they've got. It's with Marvel at the moment, and I think in cases DC, you need to. It's like a genre within a genre. You need to start doing that. Ant Man, I think, was one of the first that started doing that. Yeah. Where it was, it's not just a superhero film, but it's like a heist film as well. It's mm. like a bank robbery sort of shit. And then, you know, One Division was the sitcom stuff. Although I would argue that 
and maybe you wouldn't agree, but I would argue that Ant Man is in the category of saturated superhero movies. It's, it's, it's. I think yes, but it is trying to break out of it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I think, I think with Ant Man, there's still the secondary purpose of like, oh, we need Ant Man for Endgame. Yeah. I, what I'm just thinking is like the films in general. Like Ragnarok is completely different. Like that was another one that just broke this. Which is a comedy movie. Yeah, straight up comedy. Uh, you have Guardians of the Galaxy, which is this like. I don't know, Suicide Squad, but done well of this group of superheroes you just bring together. This music is great, sort of eighties feel or whatever. But it's like um, it's like a director. It's like a. It's be, you need to have the its own a James Gunn movie. Yeah, that's but with superheroes in it. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need you need to have these uh, these movies now start happening, which I think they are, which I think they are. But it's yeah, Marvel and DC are probably the ones that are best trying to do that, and then you have other studios people. like Sony. And then Netflix shows like, oh, what was that fucking awful one called? It had Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer in it. It's on Netflix. Apparently, it's absolute trash. But it's it's almost as if they are like, ah, oh, we should get on the superhero bandwagon. What makes superheroes superhero films great? It doesn't matter. It's just superheroes. People will love it. They don't understand that. Wait, hang on. Maybe you should actually think about this first. Like you know, The Boys and Invincible mm. are great in their own rights because it's not always oh, not just superhero films it's like a certain things um, put on their head there are bigger themes and questions in amongst the punching and the violence yeah exactly um, but what else have you got what the news news stuff what else have we got Dave Batista yes uh, believes that Marvel didn't show enough of Drax's backstory I think I saw this, yes. Specifically why he is called The Destroyer. And yeah. hopes the studio will embrace a solo film at some point. Solo film? Again, this is that problem. Are we looking at it like... Uh, do I, wouldn't, we need... I wouldn't watch a solo film with Drax, I'm sorry. Uh, I think he's a good... The way he's been played so far, there's not enough depth to him Yeah. to carry a movie. Uh, the thing is, this is the possibility that you could do. You could, because if you look, know the backstory of Drax and stuff like that, oh, he's the one that, you know, in the comics, he, his family's killed by Thanos. You could have a really good story of him, I don't know, a bit like a John Wick-esque sort but, of film. But are, they, but are the everyday audience going to care about Drax? No one really cared about Guardians of the Galaxy when that first came out. Well, I mean, no one, not that no one cared, but no one knew much about them. Yeah. I don't think it's much about you have to know the characters before the films come out. Um, it's just... Mm. You know, every, you know, no one. It's with any movie. You hear about a movie the first time you see a trailer or something. I guess it's having a good enough reason and point to do it. Yeah. And is there really a good enough reason at this moment for there to be a Drax movie? No, not really. Not I think you could do. Though. I mean, if you yeah. want to explore the character, explore the character, sure. But you could do that in the Guardians of the Galaxies movies to set it up first and yeah. foremost because let's be honest Drax has been a very very big side character he he's just there for comic he, he, he was more interested in the first Guardians films and then now he just becomes like oh I'm the dumb one he's like Grog yeah they gave but everybody Grog has bloody yeah they gave everybody a, like a good amount of like character development in the first good, good introduction. the good thing about yeah. the, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie but they have kind of him and like other people like Mantis and stuff have really taken a backseat yeah. To the others. 
maybe I I don't know it's it's just like one of those things it's like yeah you should you know if you want to explore the character explore the character sure but you've got to have you've got to have more than a reason I believe than it's a cool character let's explore it because then you just run into the Venom problem yeah it's, oh let's let's explore Venom as a character because he's cool okay that's good now expand um, on that <laughs> yeah yeah we'll, we'll yeah but like what's what's the what's the overall story you're trying to tell here with this character and and the interesting things about this character that's the thing like it's okay having a cool character arc but like if it's just a simple I I, I don't know what I have to admit I don't know what happens in Venom I don't know what kind of movie it is in the end we'll watch like, it eventually <laughs> like if it's just a generic action movie with Drax the Destroyer in it it's like okay cool you've made a good character yeah. piece about Drax but what was the moral of the actual yeah. film I think that's yeah. also more down to the directors and the studio interference because you, like like I say you can have all these like great characters and great ideas that they'll say in like the writing rooms and they'll be like right I want to do this story I want to do like explore it in this scene and stuff like that and then you probably have the studio developers being like well yeah hang on but we need to more focus on like the actual expanding universe and you need to focus on like the big bad and stuff mm. that's probably why a lot of well, in the earlier Marvel films, a lot of the villains were just complete trash. Because, yeah, we're focusing on all the heroes, and that's why we love them, and that's how they are so effective yeah. in Endgame and all that. But, do you remember Whiplash? Do you... Do you? I, I just do you remember, remember Abomination? Having, I just remember him having, like, lightning whips, yeah. and that was about it. Um, I'm, I've forgotten the name of the actor that plays him. But, yeah, he came out... Um, a couple years ago or whatever and he, he basically said you know I don't know I don't I don't like the way they treated my character because there was an interesting backstory but they just didn't do anything with it you know Iron Man 2 is an absolute mess as it is you know I think it's fine to watch but it's it's not on the same standards and the other ones like um, Avengers or, or even the Iron first the, the first Iron Man yeah yeah um, you know Red Skull was was good but that was more like pretty forgettable yeah, forgettable in the sense that you don't know much about the character, but I think his performance was good enough because of uh, Hugo Weaving. Yeah, he was great. Um, but I don't think... Uh, what the, the news are you up? I'm trying to think. I've got... Um... Oh, someone in the chat has basically said, uh, wasn't there a trailer for the Buzz Lightyear movie? I don't think so. I haven't, I haven't seen anything just yet. Not yet. There was we, like a reveal image they did, wasn't there? Yeah, like, when um, the when it was announced, Chris Evans. Yeah, was playing Chris Evans is playing him. I'm I'm kind of interested in that when that comes out eventually. I've um, forgotten when it does. We need to. I need to rewatch the the Buzz Lightyear cartoon. <laughs> I still haven't really? seen that. I still have um, not it's seen really, that. It's really, it's really, it's it is quite good from what I remember. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. But we yeah. we'll, we'll do that at some point before that comes out. Yeah, indeed. Um, did Disney Plus erase Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter from the MCU canon? Uh, yes and no. Um, basically what's <laughs> happened, they've moved them to a different playlist. <laughs> or a different category. I th Called, uh, what did they call it? Marvel Legacy Movies and Series. Yeah. You know what I think this is? is? This, this is. This is this is. I think this is a bit like what we were mentioning earlier with the whole like alternate universes and stuff like that. So we've dabbled with that in Endgame. And now I think... Because this is a thing that has got a really good audience and like fans love the show, I think they're like, we kind of want to keep it, but because we're not focusing on that as much as like the Disney Plus stuff, it's kind of canon, but not canon. It's like, yeah, it's in an alternate universe, because like some of Agents of stuff is really good and they're still carrying on. And there's even mentions within the shows of like Ultron and 
you know, Hydro and the Winter Soldier and all that came out. Um, but I don't think they've like dabbled into anything like Infinity War or Endgame of any events of that that hasn't had a knock-on effect of the show. Um, a lot of but, the Marvel and extended into like DC CW shows are funny to me because they have they're kind of they're part of this world and this universe, but the, but because they they're not mentioning certain things that never show up, it kind yeah. of feels like they're still very detached. Yeah. Like it's Supergirl's like, oh, it's a team up with Flash, Supergirl, and and Green Arrow, and and all of this, you know, and Marsh Manhunters there. That's cool, and and there's some other people. It's like, yeah, but where's Batman, and Superman, and Wonder Woman? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's like it's it's a definitely an Elseworlds thing. But to be fair, Superman shows up in this, this yeah. Supergirl series, and he's actually pretty cool uh, in that. And yeah. there's a Superman and Lewis TV show now. On yeah, CW. That's an extension of that, but. Yeah, it's one of those things that I always I always find funny of a bit like, okay, you know, it. I, I feel like they, maybe Marvel will start to do it now with the TV shows they've created, and I feel like that's, we're definitely seeing it now, especially with uh, the Winter Soldier, uh, you know, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah, or Captain America and the Winter Soldier, as it now is, that's not going to get confusing when they use oh, the same title not. as the movie that came yeah, out. Yeah, that's really uh, weird. <laughs> Did they think that's right? They should have put it as Captain America and they White Wolf. They should have been the White Wolf. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so you've started to do longer form storytelling, but I don't feel like there's a there's a show of either of like the big comic book you know doctrines or anybody else really at the moment who's building like a cinematic experience or joint universe thing. That I don't feel like they've utilized properly what TV can bring, and like the longer form Not storytelling yet. of yeah. it. Yeah. Marvel are dabbling in that now, and I think we'll see it going forward. I mean, a heck, like Falcon and the, and the you know Winter Soldier is basically Captain America four, just in a series. Yeah, in a it's way. the origin story of the next Captain yeah. America and stuff. Yeah, which I get um, which is really good. cool. But I think we'll see more people doing that now, where they will use like because imagine how cool the universe you could have built out with like the DC CW shows would be. Yeah, if you introduce the big characters in them. Yeah. everybody would have their chance to shine you could do episodes on you know that's the great thing about it. like like the old cartoons that they used to do you can do an episode for every character yeah because you, you were afforded that time which you just can't do in a movie yeah you know and you make a really good movie but it always you're always stuck on making sure that everybody's time is quality we're getting to the point now where I've been thinking um, you know or you, you're having TV shows with blockbuster movie budgets in like yeah. each episode like Mandalorian and all that so it's starting to make me think at points oh, I would have really have liked I don't know a specific character but as a TV show I just wanted more of that I still want a Batman TV show yeah like a live action Batman TV show yeah. and we had Gotham I've not watched Gotham I have to admit it, it's not really it's Batman not. though is it it's and I don't think Batman shows up until the last episode or something like that, which yeah. is kind of yeah. Bruce Wayne doesn't become Batman until the very last episode of the show. Yeah, um, it's like who wants to watch Bruce Wayne for like eight seasons? Not me. I mean, um, couple seasons, yeah, maybe, but you don't want it the entire well, time. one really well written season. Yeah, but yeah, it's just balance and everything, isn't it's it? It's just one of those things. Isn't um, it? Yeah. Anyway, moving on. What what else you got? What other news and such? Um. So James Gunn apparently did a, um, I think it was a, a, a QA on Instagram. Yes. Or it might have been on Twitter. 
um, one of the platforms. Uh, I've missed the thing. It was on Instagram, on his Instagram stories. He was yeah. doing questions, as you can do on Instagram. Um, you can have people ask you questions and you can answer them. Um, he was answering a bunch. Somebody asked, how does Guardians of the Galaxy 3 tie into Thor Love and Thunder? Yeah. How does that link up? It's the other way around. Um, or, or yeah, yeah, and he basically he didn't confirm anything about Thor, uh, but he did say that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 takes place after Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, I thought so. So it's not before it, as many people thought it would be, with like Thor going off and travelling with always, them to get to where he was going to. I always thought it was the other way around. I always thought it was um, Guardians thought, of the Galaxy after. Apparently the, the fourth Thor four, four, four four. is coming first. Yeah, I always thought that. Um, I, I thought it was the other way around. Yeah. I have to admit. Um, it made more sense in my head because it was like, oh yeah, they take Thor to where he needs to be. Yeah. Just like there's no Asgard now. Asgard's not a place. It's people. It's on a. Well, no, it is. You've put a sign in the ground, in a village. It is yeah. a place again. Well, it is now. But yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it is people. Yeah. Um, so you it's coming out. those people when Thanos showed up the first time. You were there the second time, but where were you the first time? Yeah. Uh, slackers. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're fine. Um, so yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy three coming out after Thor four. Four. Which is cool. Um, so I've got a bit of Margot Robbie stuff with Poison Ivy. She's she's come out and basically said uh, I forgot. I think it was with, uh, it's with this company, which I I think it was Den of Geek or something. So she she said quote. Uh, one of us must be sick of hearing it, but I'm like, Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy, come on, let's do it. I'm very keen to see a Harley-Poison Ivy relationship on screen. It'd be so much fun, so I'll keep pestering them, don't worry. Margot Robbie's <laughs> all for having Poison Ivy in a film with Birds of Quinn. Prey 2, question Birds mark? of Prey 2, maybe, yes. That'd I'd be good for Birds of Prey 2. Yeah, we enjoyed, haven't had a... <laughs> enjoyed the first movie. It's really weird to think that the only sort of Poison Ivy we've ever got was from Batman and Robin. Okay. It's... Yeah... Sorry for making Thank you for reminding me about that. Yeah, you're welcome. That's depressing. Yeah. When you think about it, it's come on. You got all these. I don't even remember her story in that. She. No, I tell you what, I do remember it. It was Mister Freeze, want wants to turn the world into ice. Poison Ivy wants to turn the world into plants. So they team up. That's clever. As superhero villains do. Even though they've got completely conflicting, don't question the movie. No, it's fine. Bane's in that movie. What was his point? <laughs> oh, I'm the. I'm the, the muscle. muscle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It was yeah. a bad version of Bane. Bane is. Yeah. No, I think every version, everything in that film was the bad version of that thing. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah I'm right. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> should we should watch it. Just take the shit out of it. Uh, um. Oh, do Poison Ivy yeah. again please but good you know I, I play the Batman games I probably will do on Twitch at some point but I'm like oh my god I can't wait because they actually had some good stories yeah, I that. think it's cool that like Margot Robbie has obviously done a lot of like background reading for Harley Quinn and is like obviously got all these stories that she's read in her head Yeah. that she's like I'd love to make a movie about this and like her yeah. creative brain's just going so yeah. hopefully they will give us a yeah Hopefully they will give us a point, uh, Birds of Prey two. Yeah. So. Birds of Prey two. Yeah, I'll, I'll be up for that. Um, yeah. Let's do this. Do Poison Ivy film. Do it. Do it with Do it with Harley Quinn. Yeah. What else have we got? 
Netflix is taking down a large number of TVs and movies. As in taking like going taking up? them off the platform. Oh, oh, they do that all the time, don't they? That's what I thought as well. But I guess they're removing them permanently for now. So they're basically yeah. doing like a strip of all the stuff that they have. Um, I just read through the list quickly. It's quite an extensive list. There's at least like 30 films on there and then yeah. loads of TV shows. If not um, more. They're not anything like massively popular. The only one I really recognised, I have to admit, was the Oblivion movie with Tom Hanks. No, not Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah. The other Tom. Yeah. Which is which a, is the one where he goes to space. It's a boring movie. I, I watched it once and I was like, I, I don't care. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's fine. Don't. Came out at the same time of like Gravity, didn't it? And like, I think it was like so. a small and Interstellar and like a, yeah. it was a small burst of like, oh, here's a bunch of space movies. Yeah, like, and I think The Martian as well was around the same time. Just yeah, it was not. It wasn't. It wasn't that good. I mean, I've only seen it once, like I said. So I, I have no intention of going back and seeing it again. That's fair no, I, on on Netflix actually, I watched uh, Rocket Man the other day. It's fucking great. I love that film so Rocket much. Man. Um, uh, I think I got a couple more bits of news. Go for uh, it. What have I got? What have I got? So yeah, I don't know all that. So we have another thing regarding gaming. So Ubisoft, mm. uh, the 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 geniuses behind the Assassin's Creed film uh, games. You love the Assassin's Creed games, don't you? Especially the new ones. You love them. You mean Viking Simulator? Yes, yeah. I do. I love yeah. that game. So they, they've announced that they're focusing more on free-to-play games than big, big old AAA franchise games. Right, okay. So, which, you know what... How's this going to work for the many IPs they have? <laughs> uh, it kind of... I think it might work from a business angle. Because loot boxes are still a thing. That's true. Uh, no, but I, I guess more in a sense that... Look at how Destiny is doing stuff. Look how Overwatch is doing stuff. Fortnite. These are like massive, massive games that have got such a long lifespan because they have this like sort of seasonal well, after the, aspect to them. After the BS that these guys pulled with um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and yeah. the whole transactions in that and the basically buy yourself, buy, you know, buy to win yeah. standard of that game of like, oh, you can just buy power levels, that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's clear that they've wanted to head in that direction for quite a while. So oh, yeah. it doesn't surprise me that they're. It's what, it's whatever gives them more money. But I think yeah, with the whole free to play games, it's yeah, I mean, it's not like they're not going to be doing the AAA games anymore. But they're so just they going to be more time into more the, time into the free to play because wasn't it Call of Duty Warzone is free to play? It's free to play. It is. Yeah. yeah, and it's got a massive player I base. Think they just brought out a new map for Warzone. Yeah, they? so this is what they're going to do. They're going to you know have all these free to play games. People will be like really into it. And then when like sort of like the, the the audience starts to dwindle down, they'll be like, right, new thing, come back and play with us. And then they do, and yeah, so it's like the Destiny yeah. Two thing. Assassin's Creed Warzone. Assassin's Creed. Assassin Zone. Assassin's Creed bloody Revolution Zone. I don't know. Assassin's Creed. Uh, uh, Ubisoft just, just make another good Assassin's Creed Assassin's game, Creed I, please buy our game just, just re- remaster Assassin's Creed Unity for me on PS5 yeah. and I'll be happy yeah uh, <laughs> which you know just as long as I make good games I don't really give a shit as long as it also it's not too much microtransactions in the fact that I was paid to win then I don't mind you know it's interesting like I it's an interesting thing with the like whole free to play games especially like Fortnite and Warzone and stuff is that 
I get the appeal of them, but like for, I don't know about it, this might just be me, and maybe it's because I'm not the most massive multiplayer gamer, but they get boring for me after quite a while. Yeah, I remember that Fortnite did when I played it. I played it for a good Never couple Fortnite. of months, and I was like, oh, this is this is fun. Like I like the gameplay. It's a good thing to just jump on and play. But after a while, I was just like. Okay, they're not. You know, they've they've said they're going to probably do a map update, but it's not coming quick enough, and this game is really boring to play. Yeah, you know, and the only other thing, apart, you know, if you want to make the game more interesting, you have to spend money in it. Yeah, and that's the thing is that you, you like you can play the free to play stuff, and you get you know you get the cosmetics that are free and all that, and that's okay, and the guns that are free, and you know, you can play the game and you can play the full game and you can have fun with it. Yeah, but as soon as you want. I feel like because the gameplay loop of, of a lot of free-to-play games is smaller because it's more focused, it means that you get bored of the gameplay loop easier, but to spice up the gameplay loop, it's mostly cosmetic ch- changes and like experience changes rather than actual gameplay changes. Yeah. And therefore, you just slap a price tag on everything, and people, in order to make that cycle interesting yeah, I again, think... have to spend money. I think... The way games are going, uh, my favourite sort of game is that AAA title, God of War, this is the game, it's absolutely 100% completed, no more DC- DLCs, this is it, you pay 60 quid, 50 quid, that's it, the game is done, once you're done with it, you can replay it if you want, it's there, everything's there, you've bought the movie, you've got the movie, they're done. But the way games are going now, I think it's going to do the whole Destiny thing, is like, hey, here's a game, 60 quid, it's not complete, but... Look what we're gonna bring out though. It's a lot more than what God of War is gonna be. Yeah. So you're you're paying for the future, I guess. <laughs> you're paying for paying the complete. For the promise of the future. Yeah, exactly. And it's like okay, so when you're like satisfied with the whole sixty quid yeah. experience, they'll be like, oh well, you liked this, but here's an ex- expansion. Here's I don't know, Destiny 2's the the what is it, the witch the uh, the. The Witch Queen. The Witch Queen. Ah, we have this coming out, so you're going to have to spend another 40 quid because this is a new story. This is basically more of the same, but also a meta story and blah, blah, blah. They're just just going to recycle that. It's seasonal stuff. To be fair to the Destiny model, the way that Bungie first set out to try and do things was they set out to try and essentially not make a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> which is what they've done in the end because they were kind of forced yeah. to because their model broke down but the idea was like 10 years of content of the same game yeah. and then we'll just pack, you know, release the story in chapters that's where games are going to be going but which that I'm not I'm more lenient to that because as, as long as the base game that you buy for 60 as long as it's fucking worth it and I don't really give a shit then yeah you can make an expansion and I'll probably pay that and spend hundreds of hours playing that game be satisfied that way and then you have shit other games which are just like like I said hey here's an incomplete game a complete fucking mess cyberpunk for example we're not we ain't tested it but is is a game spend 70 quid oh it's broken sorry we didn't realise oh no what a shame we just wanted your money I mean here's patches and so you're paying for an incomplete game and then and then their expansions is just them fixing the game it's just them completing it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like it, I'm, it I'm, gives, I'm paying. It gives companies an excuse to work on something that's really ambitious within a unrealistic time frame. Yeah, and still deliver on the that's promise, like, knowing that you can just patch it in as DLC. That that is literally like, all right, shit, yeah. So let's watch uh, the first Lord of the Rings, yeah. So you have to pay 
don't know, 15 quid for the DVD, but it's gonna be the Shire bit. But you have to pay extra to get to the bar, the Balrog bit. Yeah. And then after that, then you'll get the ending. Yeah. That's our that's our way of doing shit. It's it's that. It's no. <laughs> Give me the full fucking game, please. Lord of the Rings, the Balrog. Yeah. The, the, the Balrog. The Mines of Moria. Yeah, the Mines of Moria arc. Yeah. But no, I don't like that. Don't like that at all. Like I say, it 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 draws a fine line where like studios are going to be thinking. You know, well, they're doing this sort of like system of making games. We can do that, but we can make the excuse that, oh shit, this is a new expansion where realistically that should have been in the base game in the first place. Mm. Whatever. Just, just make it work. Yeah, it's interesting. Make, it, make it? a good game. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's a shame because I think there's something still to be said for. Um, it's interesting how movies are going in that direction as well. Like, yeah. like that's how media is going. Like, yeah, I don't think movies ever get to that point. No, but no. what I'm saying is they've got yeah. they've got their own version of it with like the whole yeah. everything has to be a franchise, everything has yeah. to be interconnected. Yeah. You can't just make a movie anymore. Yeah, you have to start something. Yeah, even if you don't actually know what you're going to start. Yeah, you just start it and then be, catch actually, it later. You know what? Movies are definitely going in that way. Yeah, I'm telling you now because of the franchise thing, they'll be like, hey, here's here's here's, here's an Iron Man film. But in order to understand this point of the arc, you'll have to watch this one. Yeah. This is my worry of like Doctor Strange and all that. Is like in order to understand what happens in Doctor Strange two, you have to watch WandaVision first. Where it's like, well, hang on, no, just tell me your fucking story first. Just do that, please. Yeah. Anyway, that's our little rant on movies and. That's definitely that's definitely happening, and I think you can still. I think people will still make individual gaming experiences as they are making yeah. individual indie yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, There'll just be fewer of them. Yeah, which is a shame. Which is a shame for people like you who really like the contained story arcs of things. Yeah. And that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last bit of news. I'm more inclined that way, I have to say. Yeah. Last bit of news I got. It was announced that uh, Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill are returning for the sequel of Enola Holmes. Enola Holmes? Uh, I haven't seen it. I've heard it. I haven't seen it. I heard it's pretty good, though. I've heard it's all right, yeah. I've heard it's all right. It's on Netflix, isn't it? I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know uh, our friend watched it, Alice. She, she watched the... She Did she enjoy it? Did yeah, she enjoyed it. Yeah, she liked it quite a lot. Um, Definitely would recommend it. Yeah, I, I, we should watch it eventually. Um, that's all the news I got. That's all. Some long bits, some Invincible. Short bits. <laughs> Invincible. <laughs> um, Damn title. Got you literally just finished watching. I this. literally just I binge just I binge watched six episodes of this TV show this morning. Wow. To catch up. Wow. Um, okay, so the let's talk about the premise. Let's not get into any spoilers because spoilers we'll talk about when we speak about the ending of episode I'm one. Try and eat some, this again before it melts. Yeah, it's fine. You're screwed, mate. You're screwed. Um, so the premise is the superheroes. As always, <laughs> the superheroes in the show. Uh, there's monsters, aliens from outer space, going around, killing stuff, and there's there's the guardians. There's basically Superman and the Justice League. They go around. Pretty much. This is pretty much. It's it's well, it's it? it's a, it, initially it's a very generic superhero storyline. Cool stuff. Uh, and then there is Omni Man, who is basically Superman, 
got a son who is going through high school and he is waiting to get his superpowers, which eventually he does, and he has to learn how to be a good superhero. It's very much um, a coming of age story at the same Definitely. time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really, I really liked this take, and also it's it shows it shows uh, Invincible uh, dealing with relationships and generic, well, generic in a good way, very very like human, everyday e- problems, ev- everyday high school student problems things that we all have to life lessons it's, we all have to it's go like spider-man meets superman and the guardians oh that's a good description yeah. actually yeah invincible is very much like a peter it's based on a comic book series isn't it yeah, yeah. which yeah. came out i think in 2003 correct me if i'm wrong I wow that was a long time ago a uh, long and you know what actually yeah thinking about it was a long time 17 ago. years ago yeah i no, think it was 2003 years ago. i think it was 2003 anyway um, but this is also, without giving anything away, this is very much like The Boys. A lot of comparisons have been made. This is very... When I, when I say generic, and it's animated, don't show your children this. Don't. Yeah. This is very... Stick, in the, stick a 18 age cap Oh, yeah, this. definitely. Yeah. You may be sixteen, but that is up to you as a parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, don't show, don't show, don't show your little toddler this that you're introducing to Iron Man. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't don't watch this in between watching Iron Man and Captain America. Just yeah, no, don't. no, please don't. <laughs> don't do um, it. So, it's very. What do you think of the animation? Um, I've written a few times as I've scrambled down different yeah. things that popped into my head. Um, that I really love the animation in this. I really, I really love it. Um, I love, especially later on, I think it's episode... Which episode is that? Three? Three, yeah. It's the one where he goes into, without getting too many spoilers, he goes to Mars briefly. Yeah. And uh, there's there's a, a short space sequence in that where they switch to 3D animation. There's a lot like, of that, yeah. There's a lot of that. And I had noticed it, but that was the first time that it was on a bigger scale. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. they're using like 3D animation with uh, the 2D animation mixture. This, and I really love it. Yeah, This show was very... In the nicest way possible, you could definitely tell this was budgeted. Yeah. Very much so. And, you know, it, it mixes between the 2D animation and the 3D animation quite a lot. Um well, not quite a lot. It's no, for me, it's noticeable when you're like, oh, okay, they used a bit of 3D animation there. Um, so they use it more for like background shots mm. and such. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, it a lot of the 2D animation, they use quite a lot of the same frames where you have one frame of the superhero in this position and then they sort of like, it's almost as if they've clicked and then dragged that across the screen, if that makes sense. Yeah. They... they that is in and a lot of the like sort of down to earth like individual talking to each other moments where it's just like it's one frame and it's like I'd say budgeted because that's the only way I can think of describing it. Yeah. But when it gets to the action sequences, it goes up a fucking level. And this well, the, is this is where the budget is. The thing gone is, is to. that all animation does that. Like you think about the Disney movies, how many shots in Disney animated movies are reused throughout loads of different movies? I don't think as much as like a two D animated show. Oh, there's, or, there's a lot. Have you not watched the videos on YouTube? No. There's so many. Like, oh, well, oh no, you mean the classic Disney? The classic Disney. Oh, yeah. I thought you were on about like the because newer no, 3D. No, 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 no. no. Not, okay. not the new stuff. Oh, although, yeah. although okay. actually, sometimes in the, the new stuff, I have noticed where I'm like, oh, you used an altered version of something you used earlier. But like, oh no, like the Jungle that. Book and uh, yeah, and yeah, the, the, the Robin Hood ones. and yeah, and yeah. All those. Oh yeah, yeah, I know and that. Cinderella and all yeah. That. 
Yeah, and Pinocchio, and then we could go on. Yeah. But yeah, all of those because it's 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 cost effective to do so. If you're oh, yeah. if you, instead of drawing out every single frame of the movie yeah. individually and changing everything, it's just like well, we can just use this similar bit and we can just recolor it in this way so it yeah. works. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I get I completely get what you mean by budgeted, um, because they they've reused shots and they've used their money they've used their money smartly. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, but yeah, when it gets to those 3D moments, it's worth it. And I also will mention that it's a beautifully, beautifully animated show, this. Yeah. Like, the, some of the shots in the first couple of episodes where uh, Invincible is flying around New York are just great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I bring those up especially because there's less of them as the show goes on. Yeah. There's a few later on that are just as good. Um, but there's the ones during the day, especially when he's flying around in the early show, in the early part of the show, are like really crisp and and beautiful and then the lighting of this show all the time is really yeah. great yeah 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 like, there's some really like classic you know your classic like wallpaper shot where you're like ah oh, yeah there it is there it is there's yeah. so many of those that's in this. the one um so i think the animation and especially the voice acting and the casting is on another level it's it's, it's, really pr- it's probably one of the best that I've like listened to. Not not the fact that oh it's got like the big we were talking last week like the big stars. It's not just that. It's just that it's done so well. It like is. the voice acting in this is really really good. And like I was even I even was surprised the amount of like big actors that they got for this. So obviously you have uh, J.K. Simmons as Omni Man. You have uh, Seth Rogen that comes in as an alien, and then you have. Which I didn't realize until. Alan. Yeah, <laughs> Alan, I love him. He's yeah, my favorite yeah. character. Um, and I didn't realize until the last episode, which I like was like, hang on, I recognize that voice. Mark Hamill as the tailor. Did you not know that Mark Hamill was? No, I knew he was in it, but it, it wasn't until I got to the last episode. I was like, wait, hang on, that is Mark Hamill. Stephen Yen. Yeah, Stephen Yen was, I think, yeah, was the standout. Stephen Jacobs. Um, ZZ Beats. Zazzy Beats, yeah. Zazzy Beats, sorry. Yeah. Um, Jason Manzalkis yeah is in this as well uh, Sandra Oh yes uh, but everyone Zachary is fantastic Quinto. in this yeah uh, what's his name uh, he, he, he plays Mr. Krabs he also plays a German Kevin Michael Richardson he, he plays the devil uh, I forgot his name oh uh, he oh god I've forgotten his name he was in The Punisher devil in, in what in no, in, in Invincible who, who oh, plays he, the? Oh, he plays the demon. Yeah, the um, demon. Who plays the demon? Oh gosh, where is he? I've forgotten his name. Uh, Damon, uh, Clacy Brown. Clacy Brown. Yeah, he is brilliant as well. He's really. He, good. Did you know he was Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob? No. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> he's playing another red character in this. Yeah. Just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. He was in uh, the Detroit Become Human video game as well. Um, no, I, I really like. Yeah, the, the entire voice cast. There, there wasn't one performance which I was like, oh, that's a bit bad, that's whatever. <laughs> Jimon Honsu is in this, as yeah. the, uh, the Emperor of Mars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I recognised uh, his voice instantly. I was like, yeah. yeah that confirms it, because I was, when I was listening to it earlier, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know who you I, are. Uh, so not only like the voice acting and stuff like that, which is oh, so good. Um, I like the variety of superpowers as well. And some of the like the downfalls of having a superpower. For example, not any spoilers or any uh, of any set pieces or story beats. But there's this little girl where she turns into a monster, and then when she reverts back, she gets younger. 
She's the Hulk. It's it's so. But there's a penalty to the yeah. superpower. Yeah, exactly. Which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, Adds yeah. another dynamic to the character. Yeah, I, I really liked the yeah, like I said, the variety and like the the uniqueness of each of the abilities, which I thought was really cool. Or the fact that like, like when Omni Man is flying around with Invincible at the start, and he, they yeah. do a bit of training, and he's like. Yeah, you will get tired. You have to exercise still. Yeah, I. It made yeah it makes you think of certain things where you wouldn't have thought of before. Like you say, like it's it's almost as if you're like tensing your muscles when you're flying. So it's like yeah, you are gonna get tired and yeah. So don't yeah, pace yourself. Don't just like fly over massive distances because you will just yeah. get tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which I thought was really interesting because it's like uh, it's like a counterbalance to making especially a Superman like character who is just. Like you make these invincible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no other way to put it. But like, it's a cool balance to be like, oh no, like your your physiology would change, but you would still have to do everything a normal human does. Yeah. But just it would be altered in really strange ways that you would have to keep up with. Yeah. But that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there any other sort of like, start? So, the show is very self-aware slash. To the point where like, there's some cheesy bits that happen. In, sorry, uh, that happen in it where you're like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. I don't mind that cheesiness. Like we mentioned, Invincible. Every single time at the start of the show where they were mentioned the name Invincible, cuts to the title card, Invincible, and a little bit of blood splattering. So it's so cheesy, and I love they, it. They they don't ever say the word Invincible. Yeah. Um, well, not least, until after. Not the, until after that. The first yeah. time they say it in the episode, it's always like just like boop, title card. Title it's card. It's got me every time. Yeah. They do it at a different beat of the, the yeah, yeah. episode. Th- this it's just like oh I've, my gosh. I've forgotten what episode it was, but I think it's one of the early ones where it, it's a fairly long sequence before the title card appears, and it, again it it's catches like a whole your... massive fight scene, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and you're start. like, oh hang on, we haven't had the title sequence yet, and there it is. It's like, oh, we're ten minutes into the show, and it's yeah. like, yeah. Um, yeah. And I like that, it, a little bit of hint of what happens, but um, after, as as each episode introduces the new title sequence, a little bit more blood splatter comes on. To yeah. the screen and like at the end it's just full on blood everywhere it's just like a I, I really yeah yeah. it's it's just little little details like that which I'm like yeah I'm really liking the show it's like uniqueness in its own voice really uh, anything else you want to mention before we get into spoilers um, should we get trying to think like it's interesting that we we've done the boys seasons one and two oh excuse you pardon. excuse you um, and I, like I feel like it's, there's like a there's a bit of a trend coming on now with doing darker superhero. Yeah. Like more almost, real. Almost parodies. Yeah. Now. Like that's we've got to that point in the superhero world where people are like, we're not just gonna do like a franchise of superhero stuff that's yeah. serious. We're gonna like, like what would happen in real life. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. ask the question, actually Is are this... superheroes moral? You like Yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. And what would happen if you give someone that much power? Like of course like the things bo- wouldn't end well. The boys takes it on from a more corporate point of view of being yeah. like well they would get franchised and sponsors and there would be like it's like what would happen if there were superheroes in America they would just get marketed and advertised yeah. because Definitely. that's America like it's all about consumerism and excess so what I like about this one is that it's um, it doesn't do that it has like real world government implications of the superheroes yeah. being there um, and like what was interesting to me is how in this one it's like okay so superheroes exist what if the Justice League exist yeah and they're not corrupt but they are the Justice League 
Yeah. And then there's a load of other heroes, and then there's a load of villains as well, like people who want to use powers for for bad, um, you know, for their own gains or for their maniacal plans, and their, yeah. you know, to harm people. What would the government agency and control be of? How that? would they adapt? How would to it? how would they adapt to it? And I yeah. loved that angle of it. Yes, yeah. there's even shit. a comment in the first episode where I think the mother says something like, um, like or the, the, the talking to Invincible, and Invincible's like. But it's the White House, how are you not? And she's just like, yeah, it gets rebuilt every fucking two years. Or, so. or like, it gets rebuilt twice a year at this it's point. It's fine. It's cool. Yeah, they're so the fact used that the to White the White House point. has been rebuilt like two times, I think, in real life. Yeah. 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 Like, little, maybe a little bit of a dig because every single superhero film nowadays is all like blockbuster involves like the White House or blowing up or some sort of big monument just blowing up. So, yeah. That's so I, cool. I, I really like like this little. Little comments there and there. Uh, spoilers? Go for it. Spoilers. So the ending of episode one. Right. What do you think? Shall I, shall I run through my um, quotes that I wrote? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> this is my thought process while watching the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I did this for every episode. Some of them are really short. Yeah. Because um, there are a few of, like, there's, there's a couple of episodes in the middle that are more slower paced and character reflective than about the, the big themes and the arc of the show yeah. before it picks back up again. Um, but, like, uh, awesome opening is what I've written. Uh, yeah. Because that was the whole, like, White House sequence. Um, yeah. And I love the, the fact that this poor guy and his kids just get, like, interrupted wherever they go. <laughs> this poor security guard who works at the White House has got, like, a death wish on him. <laughs> and, like, he almost gets killed outside the White House. Yeah. And then he almost gets killed in London when he's just being a tourist and yeah. sightseeing. And there's a whole like um, there's a whole subplot with his his son, who I think reappears later on in the show yeah. as one of the grave diggers. <laughs> his son, who's like, oh no, he's turned over a leaf now. Like he's yeah. he's realised he needs to be someone in this. Uh, it's just I love those little hints in this to like arcing back references yeah, yeah. all the time, and it like it from the very first episode, the very first scene, it gets seeded. Um, I like the, the you know the introduction to all the characters. I like yeah. the fact that there was like, oh, it's the Justice League, but oh, well, there's a bit, a of bit a, weird, a bit weird yeah. like, attitude between mm-hmm. Superman and them. This is yeah. strange. And yeah, it's um, it's not in in the show. It's Omni Man is obviously the Superman, and he's not part of the Guardians or a part of the Justice League, but he will help out every now and again. Guardians of the Globe. They yeah, Guardians of the Globe that they're called. Um, what, what else you got? Um, I've written down, are these guys going to let uh, everyone in without checking? Which is what I thought while I was watching the security guards at the White House, who yeah. aren't even paying attention I, to the cars coming it, because, in. Because because I was sort of aware of what the show was before I went in. I was like literally looking in the background being like, hang on, who was in that car? Are they going to have some sort of significance <laughs> in a bit? Uh, no, no, obviously not eventually, but... Um, <laughs> I've written, oh God, moustache soups is back. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I absolutely love that... Um, Pretty much everything that J.K. Simmons has been a part of, he's had a mustache. He's had a mustache. He's, had a... he's, he's designed to look like J.K. Simmons. Yes. Because he's that iconic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was just, I was, I, it dawned on me while I was watching it, I was like, wait, he's the Superman character. Oh god, he's got a mustache. <laughs> I was like, maybe that's even a call, but I don't know if it was in the, it probably was in the comics, but. I think it is in the comics. It, it, it might be a little dig at Justice League. Dig at Justice League might as be. well. Yeah. Um, mustache I've video game takedowns, like, uh, like, this goes back to like the gore of this show. Yes. Like it doesn't hold back on like 
the action and the physical hurt towards people. Yeah, I I would very much. We'll probably mention this as we sort of talk about every spe- uh, specific fighting sequence, but it does keep you a bit on edge about. Okay, so you know, these superheroes they do get hurt, and they're not afraid to like keep the tension up that anyone could possibly die at any point. Yeah. There, no one's like. <laughs> Title card, Invincible. <laughs> no one's really invincible in this That's show. That's how they introduce it in the first episode, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody goes, oh, nobody's really... <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. Um, I've written down, we all do this, uh, we've all done the jump in uh, question, uh, in speech marks, yeah. quotation marks, um, referring to when Marcus gets out of the house after he's uh, like discussing with his dad, who's Omni-Man, about oh, when will I get my powers? And like, I feel like all of us who have been a bit of a nerd boy have tried to We've, we've jump tr- off a roof we've, no we've all tried to we've all tried to fly haven't we we've all done the little jump in the street oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I, I, I thought you were more referring to no, the point not where the jump, jump, off the st- no. jump off a roof no 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 no, no. oh, oh yeah we've all done that yeah, oh, we yeah, yeah we have yeah. guys haven't we no yeah, no. I don't want to break my leg um, uh, we've all known a Todd as well <laughs> yes at yes. school definitely a Todd um, oh my god uh, I've put that's one way to get rid of a bin bag uh, oh yeah I, just I, I wish I could do that with the rubbish at work yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I've written down Omni Man scares me from episode one. Oh, yeah, she. Oh, so you cottoned on instantly from episode one. Um, okay. Viltrum. Viltrum, yeah. His homeworld. I love the the law seeding in that. I thought it was very cool. It was like, yeah. oh, backstory stuff. I like this. Um, peeing pants on purpose is a tongue twister. I've put. Peeing pants on purpose. Peeing pants on purpose. Peeing pants on purpose. Steady, steady. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't say too much. Okay. I was just the way that Omni Man said it to Marcus in the show. I was like, "Well, he said that really quickly." Like, I was like, "That's a bit of a okay." Okay. Vocal warm up. Peeing pants on purpose. Peeing pants on purpose. It is like a vocal warm up, yeah, for like a a musical or something. Yes. Um, I've written down. Love the parallels. Um, I think between uh, what was I? Oh, the parallels between uh, Omni Man and Marcus. Yeah, and being son and father and powers to the security guard and his son and like the relationship between them yeah. the first conversation of the show is like oh it's my son and like oh the relationship's been difficult but I really think I can get through to him he's really coming around and it's like it's kind of like Omni-Man's inner dialogue of what he hopes Marcus will be yeah yeah we'll find out that doesn't happen but <laughs> no <laughs> no definitely no, doesn't definitely, yeah, doesn't definitely happen. does not happen but uh, that, I thought that was really cool um Art Rosenbaum. <laughs> yep. Uh, AKA Joker. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Um, definitely Mark Hamill. Loved it. Um, it was really nice to hear his voice in animation again. Yeah, it was so good. It was, it yeah. was very nostalgia trippy. Um, oh, what if the great, what if the greatest me isn't enough? I've written down as a quote from the first episode. That is a really good. I was, quote. And I've written down cut deep. <laughs> I was like, damn, that is a hell of a quote. It hits you emotionally before the physicality comes in. Yeah. I was like, oh gosh, oh no. Um, yeah, I was. I just thought that was really cool. Um, title drop, which happens at the end of the episode. In this episode yes. Episode. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think somebody's like, oh, well, I need a cool name. What about yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's where it was. Um, or maybe it was in the second episode where it happened really late. I've put animation is great. Uh, NYC has never looked so good. <laughs> I, I just loved how clean NYC looked yeah. in the first episode. Like it was really bright. Yeah. I was like, 
these people have never been to New York. New York yeah. is not that. <laughs> it's sunny sometimes, but it's not. It's not, not all the buildings don't shine. <laughs> it's like everything was like made of glass and shiny, yeah. and the sun's out. Um, but I loved when he was flying around. I loved the music as well. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then I've just put wow for the last scene. The the scene where Omni Man spoilers murders the Guardians of the Globe. Just that, straight up, just yeah. commits genocide there and then. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that scene, because. Oh, just. The, the mystery the about be, it the all. The best and... shot of this show yeah. is the shot at the end of that episode where um, the, the guy who runs really fast, the red blur, yeah. whatever his name is, senses Omni-Man coming yes. and pushes, pushes him it and out then the, the way fist of the fist. Goes... It's like, it's like the, the Superman fist thing. Um, uh, it's like the Superman head turn in Justice League. Yeah. It's like that kind of iconic shot. And yeah. I, I loved it. And there were so many good shots in the show overall. And I'm sure I'm missing some because there's loads of yeah, but I just that stands out in my mind from episode one of being like that was cool. Yeah, that was a really cool. Moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I just love that entire fight sequence because, like I was saying, it's it's not that Omni Man was unstoppable. Yeah, he like cleared the floor of every single fucking one of them because he's Omni Man. But there was a moment like when the the Flash was punching him in the chest, and you could see it physically damaging his suit and is getting towards his chest, and you're like, yeah, he was he was fucked up. So it's like he only just managed to kill everyone for some reason that we'll find out later on in the show. But yeah, it's... The it was su- it's yeah. such a cool twist because you're not... Unlike Homelander, for example, Yeah. you don't look at him and you go, you're a villain. Yeah. There's a part of me that was wary of him, but yeah. because you don't know any of his motives necessarily and he's not been a dick at all visibly yeah. for that to then happen you're like oh there's some deep it, shit going on because here. with Homelander you were like yeah you're definitely playing up for the cameras yes you, this is definitely a PR stunt and it's you could just see through his bullshit but yeah it, with Omni-Man like you said there was no cameras though you didn't have to play up for anything he was just no, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm no. killing the shit out of you guys yeah I'm a I, I I love I love how um, I love how he's got an air of deeper character to him. Yeah. Kind of like Thanos in a way, where yeah. he's like moral ambi- he's, There's a slight moral ambiguity to him, even though you know what he's doing is wrong. You're like, okay, this is cool that you've got deeper layers and like yeah. you're still showing emotion during this, rather than just being a dick like Homelander is. Yeah. Um, which is still effective, but you know, it's yeah. a different thing. Um. Episode two. Episode two. Uh, Invisible people, global defense agency. Yes. We're introduced to the invisible soldiers, the medics. I love how the medic team runs in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's 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 the other the, the rest of the world like like I was saying earlier like adapting and catching up so that oh my god so we have to sort of cater to these superheroes now or they have to cater to us and you know what happens if a superhero goes down shit well we need to we need to have a, a team that have comes advanced in and technology takes them to a hospital yeah. Uh, but they can't just this, go to this, regular hospitals. Was this the same? Was this the same? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the I've same. I've written episode. down this name thing for the title sequence because I was just cracking yeah, up at yeah. this point. I was like, "For fuck's sake, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a thing." Was this the same episode with the alien invasion for the first time? Uh, I'm pretty sure. We'll it was. get to that in a second. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yes, we will. In a, literally, uh, in a couple of points. Some points in that which uh, I was. Only man is Homelander. I've put here. Yeah, it's kind of like a yeah. We've already made that. Okay, yeah, I see what you're doing. You're playing, you're playing it up slightly. Although I, I feel like, as you said, with Homelander, it's more of an act than it is yeah. with, with 
Omni-Man. It's kind of like Omni-Man is like, oh, I'm just acting this way for a bit because, you know, part of me likes it, but I also recognise I have to leave it behind. Yeah. Um, which you kind of get later on in the show. And then I've written, and suddenly Endgame, <laughs> when all the portals started opening up. Yes, so this when, this this is when uh, Invincible was... Uh, trying to think oh no I, I could do this I can I can stop an alien invasion oh shit I'm way out of my depth because I'm definitely not trained enough and these other superheroes just come in and help save them and we get introduced he, he, to our second team of superheroes yes in two episodes yeah so then he tries to save an old woman and then kills her oh god that was fucking Poor brutal old woman. it's just again, like... again with this is happen. it happens in so many of the, sh- uh, the episodes where they're trying to save civilians and even though you've got all these superpowers, you've got to think about, yeah, you could accidentally just crush them while you're holding on to There's them. a big point. This show makes a big point of the fact of, like, okay, you can have super strength. That's fine. Handle it, though. But, like, like yeah. it won't fix everything. Yeah. And, like, it will make a lot of problems, and the, the unique thing, problems to you. The thing with yeah. the show also is that, you know, you watch Justice League or Endgame or, like, you know, the first Avengers film. And, you know... Yeah. Cities are being destroyed and everything like that, and then you're just like, eh, yeah, people dead, it's fine, thousands Mass of people panic. dead, whatever. But in this show, it does that classic thing, doesn't it? Also, yeah. like, especially like in like something like the first Avengers movie, where you have like all this destruction happening, you have all the distraction happening, and then like you see a bunch of people running, and then two shots later, there's nobody. Yeah. It's like, oh, that evacuation happened really quickly. Either that or they're all dead and we didn't see the death, so we don't really give a shit. But then with this show, it's almost as if they focus so much on the point that, yeah, this person died. This person got slaughtered. This person got his head blown off. It's, this it's, old lady got crumpled to death. It's this show's um, it's this the show's version of doing the sort of moral argument is to show you like shock and awe. Yeah. like the, yeah. that's this TV show this, this really focuses yeah. like yeah loads of people die in the show but every single one of them you do realise that oh my god people are dying here yeah. <laughs> which I think is such an interesting point yeah and it kind of like the, the big question like because that's kind of the big question of, of Omni-Man in the show and one of the running themes is like the the, the sort of um, the f- futility of humankind in a way yeah and like this show shows you that yeah it's definitely. like oh there's a bunch of super beings Humans don't mean bugger all anymore. We can't do anything to stop these guys. Yeah. And we just get, sh- you know, and you, it does make you, f- as you said, it makes you feel for those characters you do see die because you're like, wow. Like, it, like imagine having to face, it's like kind of like almost as if anyone, like the whole of the population of the Earth lived on one tiny island that had to fend off tsunamis every year. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> you can't do anything about it. People yeah. are going to die. You know, it's, um, it's it's one of those things. I want to I mention something that you know, we were talking about the uh, individual characters with their own unique abilities and stuff. Yeah. There was one character which I kind of wanted to know a little bit more about, and that was Duplicate. And so, you know, we're, we're focusing so much on, like, people are dying and stuff. She's a character that must experience hundreds of deaths a day. I want to know more about that. Yeah. I want to know, like, what is her, like, What's the mindset? To... Yeah. Like, where is she at mo- emotionally? And everything. It's interesting. We get a, we get some interesting stuff with duplication as well with the other characters in yeah. this. In this, and they mention it in that sense of like, yeah. that must really like if you cloned yourself, like you're you're experiencing death, but obviously you're still alive, but your other body has died, so you're experiencing death in one way. Yeah. Like 
How does that feel? Like you just continue. <laughs> what on. is that like? Yeah. <laughs> to experience all these deaths a day when you're dealing with like supervillains and such. I, I just thought that it would have been nice to have. I guess that's probably like one little nitpick that I have is like I wish we had like a an episode or like a significant amount of time talking to her about like yeah. how is she? Hey, my... how many times did you die today? <laughs> um, my 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 favorite two characters in this show are um, Art, obviously. Oh no, I have three actually. I yeah. have Art because Mark Hamill. Yeah. And then uh, Damien in Dark Blood, Demon Detective. Demon Detective. <laughs> he's, he's like Sherlock Hellboy. He's just like, <laughs> okay, you're a demon, but you're a noir detective. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I also, with, with the whole demon tricks, I really like. Clear it's, it's not. It's not that they explicitly like say, okay, so when this guy appears, then the room goes cold and you see your breath and then all this stuff like gives you. They don't say it to you. You just experience it for yourself. And it's not when oh, I think I've forgotten what the uh, the guy's name is. Uh, it begins with a C. Uh, um, uh, the, 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 guy, the main the, guy, the main, the main, the main the, like, the, boss, the, the guy in charge. Um, I've forgotten his name. Um, but he's the one that sees a certain breath. It's not Cyril, is it? Uh, something like that. Um, but he he's the one that you see like that his breath goes cold, and then he immediately switches. Cecil. Cecil, that's it. And he immediately says, "Right, everyone, I need the room." He's not explaining to everyone, hey guys, I'm seeing my breath is cold and it means there's a demon coming so I need everyone to leave the room. No, he's like, I'll say the point. Everyone gets it. The, this, the show doesn't treat you if you're a fucking idiot. No, yeah. Yeah, it really does not hold your hand, I guess, in the most basic ways. Um, yeah. But I really, I really like things. his introductions of Demon uh, Dark Blood. Yeah, Demon Dark Blood is cool. And I loved it as well because it kind of... It, on your point, it like it trains you to notice that later in the show. Exactly. Yeah. So like, there's a bit where um oh I've forgotten his mum's name. That's really bad. I want to say Marie. Oh, what Invincible's mum's name? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you mean. Um, but um, like there's a part where she exhales and you see the breath, and there's different bits with different characters where yeah, they do it's... It. and you're like oh yeah, we know that 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 he's appeared, but they don't the character because we're trained in that way. Yeah, but it's a really cool cue to like. To, to always know that he's turning up. Yeah. Um, I've written the soundtrack is great. Yeah. I've written the red cape's coming <laughs> for when the uh, yeah. the the flagon person or whatever those alien races yeah. called that come through the portal. Oh, the God. guy returns with a red cape. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I just had fucking Lex Luthor in the back of my head, just going, the red capes are coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, Jesse Eisenberg. That was like, um, yeah, decades for them wristbands. I've put. Um, that was a cool whole. I like I like the idea of like, um, oh, this enemy has had like ten million years to prepare for yeah. their next assault. Yeah, so wait, like, for us it's like a day. It's if a day, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like happens at the, like noon every day. They're going to invade. Yeah, ten million years more advanced, and it's like, oh my god. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, that that was crazy. I loved that. Um. I've written down please and thank yous. Uh, yeah. For Omni Man, it was very adamantly about getting that suit back which yeah. we learned about why but I, I, like, I knew that that was a point yeah. please and thank yous um, I'm trying to think so I don't want to jump ahead too much as you know we'll get we'll get there when uh, you go through the rest of your stuff because there's one moment which I really enjoyed that involved Omni-Man in Dark Blood I've um, I've, I've said what rules rules of what um, I, I can't remember what this was oh, no. about um, I think it was in like reference to like like rules of the super of, uh, over superheroes. I was like, what rules? Yeah. yeah, they're superheroes. They can do what they want. Yeah, um, 
the Geneva Convention. Then we meet my other, my third favourite character of the show. Yeah. Uh, Coalition Officer Alan. <laughs> Played by Seth Rogen. Yeah, he's who is fucking brilliant. A one-eyed cyclops alien man. Was it? Was it? Brilliant. Was it the first episode that we meet him where he realises he shouldn't have been on Earth? It's this it episode. Yeah. Urath. Urath. Uh, <laughs> like I was meant to go to Urath. No, this is Earth. Oh shit! Oh no! <laughs> the coalition are gonna hate me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I do. I love s- Alan with a passion. Yeah, um, we only we only see him in this episode and the last and one. And the last one, yeah. yeah. But I love the cameo of it. Um, also, the fact he's called Alan is <laughs> just the best. Is it Alan or Alan or something? Or like Alan, that. Or Alan, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was pretty cool. Um, I've written down Hulkbuster here. Yep. Um, oh, third invasion. Guy comes through in a big suit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big suit of armor. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely taking points. Okay. Um, and then I've put more murder at the yes. end of this episode. Is that with the, the, the old lady? Yeah. And all, just, like, all the just, people just dying. Just j- collateral damage. Just more murder. More yeah. Murder. Um, opening of episode three, I've, I've, I've written emotional. I'm trying to think. I think. Is episode three the one where he meets up with the guy from the first episode that he fights? The, like, uh, concrete guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, with, with his no, daughter and stuff. Be, actually, I think Rock that might boy. be later on. Oh, well. Um, I tell you what, I, I really liked that episode. I did. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, that's later on. That's episode five, sorry. Yeah. Um, this one, there was some emotional stuff. Yeah. I think it was like. Um, in reference to um, maybe uh, Invincible getting beaten up and then like yeah yeah uh, and then I've written spy stuff yeah um, trying to remember what that was in reference to as well now it's this this is the trouble with like, so just many writing points. down thoughts yeah but there's so much of this show that it's just like ah um, <laughs> it's like I love the uh, Pentagon parking rear sign <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I really, I really just like in small room. text I was just yeah. like okay um, uh, I've said whoa 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 yeah um, Monster Girl Monster Girl this is where we introduced her this is where we uh, get told that they're going to be making a new uh, Guardians of the Globe yes so Robot is in charge yes, and he's he like is. bringing in a team um, Monster Girl is basically Hulk but she de-ages which is really yeah. cool um yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love the li- the line where he's like, "Oh, that kaiju might come in handy." Yeah. Um, I was like, "Why? Well, like, like uh, you scared some point kaiju?" I tell you, tell you what, the the one character which I was a bit like, I bit I don't know if he was meant to be. I know he's meant to be unlikable, but I guess it got to the point with me where he was so unlikable, I just didn't enjoy seeing him on screen, and Rex. that was Rex. Yeah. He's, a, he's like, your, your classic douchebag character of the series. Yeah. But he's so much of a douchebag. So like, yeah. Like, I suppose he's meant to have a little bit of a redemptive arc in the end, but... I don't think he does, though. But does it doesn't he? really work, no. no. It's I'm just, just like, like... Oh, piss off, mate. I, it's just like... Um, cheat, now you, you're being a dick about the right things. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you, che- you cheat on your girlfriend, and it's like, oh, come on, mate. Just Oh, yeah, that happens in this episode as well. Yeah. Or that's... in the episode before this, I should say. Yeah. Um, but... With uh, cheats on with duplicate, that's oh, oh dear. Mm. Yeah, they, those are images that you should keep to yourself. They are. Yeah. Um, prison is like uh, the the prison complex where we see the two blue guys from the first episode. Yeah. Um, I've forgotten what they're. Co- I think the, the name is Marauders? dropped. Marauders. 
Molders? I thought there was something to do with like Molders or something. The clone. Well, they're, they're, they're one of them that clones himself, yeah. and he's got a buddy or brother he just or whatever. Clones himself. Molder brothers or something they're um, called. But anyway, um, the, I've, I've said that the prison is like every hero in intro in a bad superhero movie. Yeah. Where you have like the pan of the different cells. Yeah. And they have like yeah, you yeah, had like yeah. that shot at the end of Amazing Spider-Man Two with all of the different. Yeah, the really felt forced home like, They, they, sort they of even did one in fucking. Um, Suicide Squad. I don't know. They did one in bloody. Uh, Transformers Five had one in. Oh, did they? Character introductions thing. Yeah. Oh fuck off. Where they did like a oh this I need somebody who's gonna be a, a general. You can be. I was like, oh my goodness me, this is off. awful. This reminds me of like the Bionicle ads. This is like. <laughs> it's like when you when fucking you are copying off a trash film. That's when you've got problems. But uh, it's nicely done in this. But I just thought of that when yeah. I was thinking about. It. I was like, oh, this is the introduction bit where we get to introduce the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. They do it in Guys of the Galaxy as well. But good. Yeah, but they, good but brief. But they, okay, that's the still, point. Yeah, I guess. That's yeah, the point, it's, it's, it's like, brief. You don't want an elongated like introduction sequence that is just uh, okay. Um, I've written robot is evil. Kind of. I'm, I'm misguided in that information, but it's the. Yeah. It's the mark of a good show that we we've. Yeah. I thought it, in that moment I was when, like when he's we up were, to some shifty business. When we were like introduced to that and like him doing his shifty business and all that. Um, and it was getting to maybe like the sixth or seventh episode. I was like, hang on, so we got this arc to deal with, and we got that arc to deal with. I, I was afraid that we weren't going to get enough time, and we would have some like sort of loose ends that are just, ah, oh, wait for season two. But no, it, it does it in a way which I'm like, yeah, I'm satisfied enough. It wraps that makes up sense. really well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it wraps up really well. Um, episode four. Uh, suddenly, Indiana Jones 5. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> which, that story arc never comes back around. No. No, it doesn't. I think it's meant to be a comedy moment of like, yeah. they unseal this tomb and then they awaken the spirit of this, I guess like cherub beetle Thing. guy yeah. and then the door gets slammed on him as yeah. they shut in. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe it'll come back to the next season. Who maybe. Um, I've written down the quote, good thing they got us just because of the way he said it with very sinister undertones. Yeah. It's like, good thing they've got us. Robot was really good. I really, um, I really liked the voice actor in this. I well. don't think it was Robot who says that. Well, I think that's Omni Man who says that. Either way, I was just trying to think of like Robot and what he does. As um, well. But I think Robot says something similar at one point. So it is something similar. Yeah, I thought so. Um, yes, he is really good. I, I, I really yeah. like that character. Um, uh, I've written down Veltrum sounds a bit righteous to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit. When we when we talk about it later on, yeah, it's just, it's. It's it's a surprise that we shouldn't have been surprised about. Um, Dunn even travelling uh, yeah. line right after he's been spinning around the globe. Love that. Um. <laughs> I tell you what, we haven't really spoken about, but I really like the the, the, the huge feats that Omni Man and Invincible are capable of doing, and they just treat it as if it's like they're in a garden playing. For example, when they're throwing a ball all the way around the world. Catching it. Oh, we're just having a nice chat. Throw it all the way across pretty, the planet. Uh, my science brain is going to be a dick now. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're not high enough up for that to fall into orbit. Well, it's it's how fast that they could throw it. I suppose so. Yeah. But then again, yeah. a baseball wouldn't. It would travel, would, wouldn't it? But but it wouldn't but, would. Yeah, gravity would pull it down. Gravity would pull it around us. In orbit and stuff. But you'd have to but throw no, it fucking quick. But 
that's the point. Yeah. You throw it so hard that it will just catch on fire and it also the fact that they land on the top of Everest at one point and the climber's coming up. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he's like, "What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this is like just land on the top of Everest casually. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah, we could do that. Um, yeah, that was quite cool. I put did Zack Schneider direct this episode because it was really dark. <laughs> like all the lighting was really dark. I was like, what, like what happened to all the light? Like. New York was really shiny before. Yeah. Um, you're the wife of the most powerful man on earth. Another Omni-Man quote. Yeah. Can't bit, bit fucking sexist, but there we are. Um, well, <laughs> no. But it was the way he said it. Is like yeah. you're, you're the wife of. The, you should be lucky that you are the wife of the light. Like, it's like yeah, yeah, whoa, I get it, whoa. yeah. And there's something he says later on as well. It's like um, something else about um, we'll make it fine. Like it'll be fine. I'll make it. Whatever. Um, oh no! So he's talking about her work, and he's like, "You shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't do that. You should do something that you want to do and stuff." And she's like, "No, I am doing something I want to do. That's why I'm working. <laughs> I'm allowed to work." <laughs> yeah. um, there's a kind of undertones of like, "Oh, oh, okay." Yeah, private boundaries. Yeah. Misogynistic. Yes. But <laughs> um, uh, love the mixture of 3D animation and more classic. I've written that, yeah. which we mentioned. Uh, sandwich in space, bad idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of the little things that you don't really pack think pack about. Lunch, my ass. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a lot of little things that you don't really think about. Like, oh yeah, you wouldn't be able to eat and drink in space because it's impossible. I got better, did you? Yeah, that was another double quote there from Omni Man and and uh, you know Mark's yeah. mum talking. I liked the uh, the interactions and differences between the mother and son and father and son relationship in this. Like the mother really yes. wants him to you know do what you want, do what you want, but then. Omni Man is sort of against the idea of him going with the government and doing this sort of Mars mission. It's like yeah. one is like there is a certain way you should do things, which yeah. is like the Omni Man path. But then his mother is saying, No, there's another way, but that you way teach involves him this way. But yeah. that way involves you being in control of it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it was really cool. And Especially it also, that dinner table scene. And also and also it does uh show uh how yeah, it starts. It starts to introduce his like little undertones of what Omni Man is like without saying, "Hey, he's actually bad." But it's you. You initially think, "Oh, it's just him being a protective father or something." Um, then we come to episode five. Yeah. Oh no, actually, sorry. Um, there's a few more things. Uh, and suddenly, face huggers. I've put <laughs> when yeah. they get to Mars. Yeah. Um, the R fuck it" uh, line I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, in that episode. Um, upside down flag towards yeah. the end of the episode knowing that there's been a duplication of someone yeah yeah so now the the, the weird face hugger things have come to earth which is really cool um <laughs> somebody says phase one begins and I've just written ha ha hey. because hey Marvel phase one got him got him got him, got him. Uh, episode five guy from the first episode yeah the guy who can turn his like skin into like concrete or whatever yeah it is. Um, or like stone um, yeah this is where we get his backstory and his uh, daughter and, and laser guy as well because laser guy just makes another random appearance oh yeah yeah punched into affinity yeah um, uh, I've written the villains are the real heroes of this story and this is about like the, the guy wandering around and handing out money and being like I've just blown up your building but here's a hostel down on 15 and 4th you can stay yeah, and here's yeah. like 50 dollars yeah. to <laughs> spend on a room or whatever hmm. um uh, I'm not a fan of auto-tune robot uh, and I've put it's vision <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is the uh, I forgot what he's called in the thing he's called like me- is it mechanic man or I can't remember oh, I don't know. 
Um, but he's the like crime boss we get introduced to in this. Um, but I was like, I really hate the auto-tuned voice. It's really yeah. not a fan. Um, flashback detective. Yeah. Um, I like that. More detective stuff. Damien Dyer. Very, very, very uh, noir, like you mentioned yeah. earlier. Yeah. Really I would most expect like that kind of like... Press like, X soft jazz, doubt. jazz music come in yeah. <laughs> when he's on screen. Yeah, like, very like, I don't know, 80s or 70s or whatever noir sort of stuff is. 1816 on yeah. July 14th. Yeah. I made my way to the moment. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was really good. Um, I've written down I really like the themes in this episode. I felt like this episode like cranked it up a notch with dealing with like moral standings on how people view you know people in who do crime and like how we perceive one another. Yeah. Based on you know um, based on uh, you know the stereotypes and the kind of labels that we all put on people. Um, and even in one point um, in this episode, the the guy when talking to Invincible when asking him for his help. Um, is like you don't understand criminals, do you? Like it's like mm. you, you're a criminal to you as a criminal, but you yeah. don't understand. Like there's people behind that, you know, label, and you know, there are truly bad criminals out there. But a lot of people are doing it for a very legitimate reason. Yeah, they just have no other way of doing it, yeah. which we see. And he's got a family, and we're introduced to his family and why he's doing what he's doing. It's very like Deadshot esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I really liked. Uh, moral conflict, e- ego versus humanity is what you mentioned with the mother and father thing. Yeah. It's like... Um, Different ways of teaching people to do things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ego versus humility, sorry, not humility. Yeah. Um, hero, interesting term of usage <laughs> for someone with superpowers. <laughs> yeah. Should we really label people as heroes? Um, it's that whole idea of like, once you idolise somebody, it becomes hard to then morally them down. Yeah. question them fairly. Yeah. Um, I, I love that whole thing. I feel like that that was all undertones to this point and then it gets like kicked up a notch in this episode yeah which I really liked positive female relationships is what I've written here I love the fact that like the two crushes of Invincible get on really well and like yeah uh, kind of pseudo complain about him and kind of support him and each other yeah and um in kind of accomplishing their goals yeah it's, it's not the generic oh my god you're you're in love with my boyfriend oh my god you're going out with someone that I love it's not that really sort of bitchy triangle yeah. It's, it's not like and that. I feel like, like yeah. that, that stereotype went away a little while ago, but it's just nice to see. I was just like, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I like, I like that. they all get along. And also, I like I like the dynamic between the two of like how um, very much like um, Eve like almost goes to... Um, what's her name? It's really bad, I've forgotten her name. What, uh, Zazie Beetz's character? Yeah. Uh, I've forgotten. But yeah, I know what you mean. The, the, the girlfriend of... Invincible. I want to say Naomi, but that's not right. No, that's not right. Um, no. I'll look it up. You, 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 you look it up. It. Yeah. Please do, because yes. there's too many characters in this. That's um, fine. But yeah, she goes there and she's like kind of soul searching in a way, and she's and she asks like the question of like, I can't even remember this, you know, my homework for last week. How do you remember everybody that helps out here at the? Yeah. Uh, the you know the, um, the. Uh, you know, a uh, helpful institution place. Like, uh, I can't think of the words at the moment. No, of course you can't. Um, uh, Amber. Amber, yes. Amber is the name. Um, but I love the idea that Amber's like, I just do it because I would like be the change you want to see in the world. And that inspires Eve yeah. to then have a complete life change direction. Yeah. Um, and how then Eve supports Amber in being like, no, like, in, like you can trust Mark. Like, yeah, he is in- trustworthy. He's just, you know, he's, you know, almost like saying he's too much of a good person. Stick it, is, it kind of reminded me of uh, I know you haven't seen it yet but Soul 
the Pixar film. There's yeah. a moment in that film, I'm not going to give too much away, but there's a moment in that film where, you know, the film's all about doing what you love and like success and like, is it worth it? The moral of the story is I like, do what you just want and like when you get to what you want, do you feel any different? Yes. And yeah. stuff like that. And there's a moment in that film where they go to a barber's and the barber wanted to be something else other than a barber but then you know they question him and just be like well why don't you do that and he was like well you know what i i love what i'm doing now just like sitting down talking to people every every different person that comes in and that that scene reminded me of that of yeah you don't have to do what you love just like initially but you you can find what you love doing in everyday yeah. other things and it's interesting you say that because i think that's I think that's extremely. It's a wider topic I won't get into because we could do a whole podcast on it. But we could do um, we could do that whole topic when we actually watch Soul because I I love that film. I do. But it's very much like. It's a very good, I think, question, and I think it's a question that a lot of people, of our generation and younger, are beginning to ask. Yeah. Of like, it's okay to like have dreams, and it's okay to chase your dreams. Yeah. But it's also it, okay to not achieve your dreams. Exactly. Yeah. And like and but will your dreams make you content? Yeah. That's that's the big thing. And like and maybe refocusing on what, what actually what, counts in life. What do you do after you've achieved those dreams? Yeah. Like you you've reached the top, now what? Like Yeah. Um and then I put massive plot twist at the end. Oh my god. With, and this was after like the whole fucking fight in the tower where that big lion man that shows was, up. That was an incredible fight sequence, I'm just saying. Um okay, I don't we didn't get any backstory on who that lion person is, but he's gonna be a villain in the next thing. Yeah. Uh, like that I think that whole sequence of events, I didn't mind it as much. I just I liked that that the threat level was so elevated, and again, it, it put the heroes in such a vulnerable position that oh yeah, I, I forgot, and you know, this is a super film. This guy is a title character. I'm actually afraid that he could die at this he point. Could die, yeah. yeah, you don't really. He's not invincible. Bam. It's 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 hard to do that in superhero shows where yeah, he's the title character. Of course, he's going to survive, or is he? We've got to put up the stakes enough to actually make this guy a threat also like the whole like thing of like Omni-Man obviously calls in the favour for the team to show up to help his son yeah but then doesn't go himself like, I was waiting the whole fight yeah. until he just comes in the room and kills everyone yeah and I was like maybe this is going to be the turn but no because he was trying to prove a point wasn't he yeah he was trying yeah. to prove a point because he was so against the idea of him taking um, this guy down yeah episode 6 um, Doug at the university getting drunk in the bushes. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We've all known a Doug. That w- um, this couple episodes was quite dark. It was very dark. Very dark. It was very dark. With the whole human uh, experimental shit. and I've said more and more blood. <laughs> Actually, was Doug... <laughs> Doug is the one that is voiced by the guy from Rick and Morty. I'm pretty sure he was. Is he? Yes, uh, he's the one that voices Rick. Uh, let me look this up as well. But yeah, I instantly recognised his... I've written uh, down voice. that this episode feels like a teen movie. Yeah. Where they, they high school stuff, high school and crushes and stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking this um, up. I've done. I've written down, uni nights are crazy <laughs> with the whole <laughs> like attack on the school and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, losing the girl because hero stuff. A tale as old as time I've written hey, down here. That's, like, that's, that's in every Spider-Man movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Art's back in this episode. Enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah really like that um, passive aggressive uh, Omni-Man scares me a lot uh, where he goes to Doug and like I mean any uh, this is after Doug meets with um, uh, Omni-Man's wife 
Yeah. And he's like, oh, what is her? I'm so sorry. Wait, who's this, sorry? Uh, the, his mum. The mum. Right, I got it, I got it. It's, uh, no, I don't got it. I do got it. Sandra O. Debbie. Debbie, 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 Sandra Oh is who um, plays her. But Debbie's been like going through this whole arc this time of like slowly doubting her husband and her life that she's got. Justin Roiland. And it's sorry, that's 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 that's, that's uh, the Doug who also voices Rick and Morty in Rick and Morty. <laughs> so it's such a small role for him to have, but that's. But he's so big. He's so big of an actor. It's just yeah, fine. Fuck it. Well, you want to come into this show and just it's be a cool. dick? It's yeah, really it's cool. fine. Do it. Um, uh, I love the fact that um, she like. She goes on this whole quest to find the truth behind whether her husband's lying to her. Yeah. And she starts to have her own doubts, which is what I really discovers like. in the end with Art's help that yeah, Omni-Man murdered. Yeah. You know, and and he isn't who he says. There's he so is. many secrets kept from each other as well. Like Cecil. So many. Yeah. Cecil knows that he killed him uh, or the the guardians, but doesn't tell anyone when bloody. Debbie knows it she doesn't tell anyone other than Cecil and then the whole interaction happens and say, wait you knew oh my god why didn't you tell me oh, I just want to there's, a, there's a couple of those like, of like yeah, you knew you didn't yeah, tell me that, that, that's like, yeah. I really like that sort of aspect between everyone uh, what else have we got flash uh, <laughs> of aggression uh, and then this shit is getting complex yeah. I've written at the end of this yeah. episode was this, does. was this the episode where uh, Omni-Man had the conversation with Dark Blood at the end yes I think so I had one of my favourite moments in it is where Omni-Man just says fuck you dark blood and then just smashes out of the door or something like that yeah brilliant love this so it's so tiny but he's just expression and I like that he's slightly hovering he's not walking he just sort of flies like hovers it's out it's like a presence thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, really I, I love that. I love that whole scene actually when they're in the like it was proper noir like dark thriller like yeah it was like a, it was like a gangster movie. It was like I know you did this. Yeah. I know you killed my family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Godfather likes. I don't care about you. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck like, you, dog blood. Um, episode seven opening. Uh, Omni Man is an Omni Dick. I've written down here. Really. Uh, trust with an exclamation point. <laughs> it's a big theme in this show. Oh yeah. Trusting people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Franken bot. Yep. Um. I think that was the, this is where we get to start to see what robot is up to. Yeah, uh, and exactly. we find out that he's not actually a robot. He's a uh, a guy who's severely deformed in a tank that then controls robots with his yes. mind. Yes, and he um, wants a new body. He wants, he wants new, to well, live. He just wants a new body because he wants to live properly. Yeah, which is fair enough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, like, this is where we get onto the, the ending of his arc is that he falls in love with. <laughs> with with uh, Monster Girl, I think I wrote. Which I think I wrote later on. There's some in- interesting uh, relationship slash attraction themes yeah. in the show, and it's like it, it kind of creeps you out because obviously you initially think, oh, uh, Monster Kid is a kid, but no, she's like what twenty three. She she's she's twenty five. She's twenty five, and he's thirty. And then they both they're both are kids. Kids. And, oh, this is it's, weird. It's a little bit bordering on Ooh. weird. Little bit, and then when she's like, when she has like a very adult conversation with Rex also earlier in the show, I was yeah. like, oh, this is not, yeah. this is, oh, this is weird. To it, watch. It, it makes you uncomfortable, but you shouldn't be, I guess. I don't know don't how know. to think how or feel. feel. I don't know. I've written down, I like that there's a deeper element of deep emotion to Omni Man. Yeah. Like, you can, like, he's a, he's a dick, but like, you can see that, like, oh, this is coming from an emotional place from your life experience. Yeah. And I can't wait. At this point, we don't know what that is. And I want to find out what that is. Yeah. Uh, Robot is not evil. He's just a soft boy who wants to build a new body. <laughs> Life. Um, 
Uh, He's just a soft boy. Uh, Transformers robots in disguise. I've written here for when the truck turns into a giant robot. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking. I that. was like, wait a minute. Yeah. No, so we're gonna take Marvel and DC and the Guardians of the Galaxy, and we're we'll also gonna sprinkle in some well. Transformers in there as well. Yeah. Um, it's been an honor, Donald. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Goodbye. Poor, poor Donald. Poor Donald. He did well, Donald. Yeah. Um, I've written down his robot as Roboy question mark now. <laughs> robot, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Good stuff. This is the end of the episode Eve, where Eve laying down the tough love. Yeah. Uh, there's the line I've written. There's some weird attractions slash uh, crushes in this show. Yeah. Um, epic encounter to stop on me, man. Yeah. It's when we have a big fight. The kaiju gets released, and basically the, yes. this whole episode is a series of like. Omni-Man flies off to find Marcus and then they try to stop him from getting to him. Because they need to get to Mark first and stuff. Yeah, this is where like shit hits the fan of everyone starting to find out the secret. Oh boy. Um, Oh no. The Immortal comes back, who's one of the... uh, the, Yes. The The um, original Guardians. uh, Guardians of the Globe beforehand. Yeah. uh, who gets he gets revived as part of a contingency plan by the two blue twins who are out of jail at this point. Yeah. Um... Uh, who incidentally uh, I love the interaction between them and Robot where they help him and then yeah. he double crosses them <laughs> yeah. and he's like yeah you're still going back to prison by the way um, <laughs> uh, but I just needed you guys out because you, I need a body you, you need, I need a body yeah I love yeah. that whole like that whole story out was great it was really well done um, yeah. and then yeah so they they like help out reviving um, the immortal and then he gets killed straight away by Omni Man. Yeah, I, I quite I quite enjoyed that because I was like, oh yeah, here's just going to be your redemption. Yeah, you're getting the comp blows in at Omni Man. Oh wait, you're dead. You're dead. You're kind of fucking useless, which um, is which is quite funny. But then um, I, I tell you what I do really like with the show also is that you were saying about like the stakes and everyone you're so fearful of them actually dying, yes. even though you kind of know they're not going to die. I like the fact that they have like. Uh, the injuries that they get are still with them for a prolonged period of time. Like Omni Man gets his bloody eyes cut in and whatever from thumbs and whatever, and he's got them for like the entirety of the next episode. So like, yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, <laughs> he's still feeling that hurt. Yeah, the injuries carry over. Yeah. Yeah, I really like because in in most Marvel films or DC films, like yeah, they'll have like a massive scar in their chest and whatever, and then maybe a couple of scenes later, ah oh, yeah, they're healed. It's fine. They're fine now. Couple of days passed. Yeah, they're fine. Well, yeah. no, it's. Yeah. Oh, there's not a scratch on me. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, as I said, I'm loving all the callbacks in this, like, yeah. like with the kaiju getting released and like yeah. the contingency plans. I, li- I like stuff. that setup as well. It's where the the webs that have been going out start to knit back together into yeah. the plot, and that that's really cool. Yeah. Um, episode eight then. Viltrum is a mixture of the Galactic Empire, Krypton, and the Hunger Games. Yes. <laughs> So we it's get the truth fucked. about um, Omni Man is not good. Just a... Well, he's brainwashed into thinking that his All empire life is, is insignificant compared to Viltrum life, and, and they'll be brought into the empire to serve them, and they're the greatest race of of all. We are a perfected race. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all a bit fucked. Yeah, and um, or kind of, I wanna, I kind of wanna jump straight ahead. What did you think of the train sequence? That was fucked. <laughs> I think I wrote, did I write something down for that? about the train. Did I write something down? You better well have, because that was one of the most shocking moments. As if the show can get any more shocking, it has that come out. 
No. <laughs> I think I was too shocked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, here it is. Oh good lord, the carnage dot dot dot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was so... just like, oh my good, like the, what, like it was such a brutal lesson to teach your, like, your son. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know what I really enjoyed? is the fact that Invincible didn't have a fucking chance. He got his ass handed to him. He barely got two punches out. He got, he got, he got a few good swings out and, and now, some good moves, but, but like that was that was about a minute of oh no, it was about thirty seconds of a ten minute fight sequence in which he got his ass handed to him. Yeah. Um I love the fact that like we're also like how overpowered is that that you age slower as you get older? Oh that's fucked, yeah. So you just get more powerful. Yeah. But stay young at the same but, time. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, your dad's got like a thousand years experience on you. I was I was thinking Maybe towards like, I don't know when it got to you know the into the city and like the whole towers collapsing and like these people were dying that awful moment where like the the the, the mother of the child was oh, hanging he tries off. to save the and then the kid, he yeah. pulls the arm and it's just oh, oh. Thing, like that whole moment and I was thinking okay this is probably like the most generic point where invincible he digs a little bit deeper and then he over wind, second yeah. wind and he overpowers his father and he wins no he's still no. gets thrown into Mount Everest and gets pummeled almost to death yeah. like I'm I, I don't know it's kind of refreshing but also like horrifying at the same time that yeah this isn't a fairy tale the this way is, I described it was that it, it felt very unresolute yeah like I, I was watching it I was like I, this is I, I feel like there should be some re- resolution I feel like yeah Omni Man, like Omni Man, will get defeated and he'll have to retreat uh, because the yeah. oh, oh no oh no no he's still dying oh shit oh he's still getting oh this pummeled. feels awful yeah. yeah this doesn't feel good at all Jesus Christ and he ends up like Omni Man just ends up flying off yeah to go and probably get back back to Voltrum and stuff yeah but uh, uh, but that yeah this entire last episode I was like in, yeah the arm oh god is what I've written here for the pulling the yeah. arm thing yeah yeah um, invincible one last time. The way that he describes uh, Maggie as a pet. Yeah. So many like heart-wrenching bits as well. Wow. 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 Wow, um, indeed. The lighting I've put with them. The two of them, uh, I think it's when they... Le- I think it's just after they leave the city to go up into the orange clouds. Yeah. And like, oh. Beautiful. It was beautiful Beautiful shot. Loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, you're not a robot anymore. You're a real boy. <laughs> I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. Yeah. Pinocchio, um, but a robot. I, I became a real boy so I could date this real girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, very strange. Um, but at the same time, kind of cool. Um, love that whole kind of story arc. And I, I love it that there were some unresolved things as well. Yeah. Someone, even though I like it was frustrating there wasn't like a, a, a resolute ending of like Omni-Man getting his ass handed to him yeah. like I still felt like oh there's there's some stuff they're leaving here yeah like like the whole like um, monster girl still ages backwards so they've yeah. got to try and fit you know robots going to try and fix that for her so they can live a happy life I, together I did like one of the quotes that monster girl mentioned is like well I've made a sacrifice today I've aged another week down like what well, are the I sacrifices think- that you guys have made and it's like yeah, it's that's hard hitting it is so yeah. every single time she goes out to fight she is sacrificing a part of her life a week of her life a week yeah. of her life yeah fuck so deep 
Well, wow, that, as you you would it would change your mindset on life, wouldn't it? You just yeah. you'd live every day like it was your last. You'd have to, you know, say you do like age backwards a week every time you like change into a monster. So that means right, okay, so I've changed once this week. I got to spend two weeks to catch up with myself. So I'm not I'm not not allowing myself to transform for two weeks. Two weeks go by. Okay, I'm back to square whole, one. You have to do the whole thing where you have to like learn to breathe and and control it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Otherwise, it just eats away at your life. It's fucking crazy. Got anything else? Um, yeah, emotions running high. Uh, yeah. I love the, the. There's a lot of emotions. I love the montage where Omni Man is punching uh, Mark, who is just on the brink of death. Yeah. And then he's like, has all the flashbacks to. He th- thinks back to the back it's baseball, baseball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really liked lovely. that. And it's like, oh yeah, shit. Um, maybe this planet has changed me a little bit and that little bit is enough <laughs> a little bit yeah a little bit is enough to make me not kill him even though I know I probably should because he's the only one in a few years that's going to be able to go toe to toe with me yeah when I come back but but even even the quote that um, Mark says at the end it's like what would you have you after oh. this? he's like you oh right in the feels <laughs> I have you and I, I, that, I love that because it's Mark has still not given up on his dad, even though he has every reason not to trust him or hate him with everything he got, because his yeah. entire life has been a lie, but he's still holding that that little bit of hope, which that is it like wasn't really. His dad, it, it was well, so... no, it was his dad, but maybe oh, like, like that foolish even hope though, of like there, there's yeah, even though he's had thousands of years being uh, like sort of brainwashed into this idea of thinking, like you know, not even thousands of years, probably hundreds of thousands of years at this point, you don't know. But Mark is like, you know what, maybe the one couple years or few years or four years or whatever, how old, however old Mark is, maybe these few years that I've been alive can override thousands of his brainwashingness. Yeah, it's, it's really like interesting it's that whole about. thing of like, if only you could see the light Yeah. for just a second, yeah, you, yeah, might, yeah. you might, you know, stop in your tracks. Sit back and don't be a, don't be a Nazi. Um, <laughs> I've written down I had a revelation during this episode. Yeah. The music, that's it. Into the Spideyverse vibes. Really? The whole time I was yeah. like, where have I heard animation, cool pop music combination before? Into the Spideyverse, yeah. And it clicked in the last episode. I was like, yeah. into the Spideyverse. And I was like, yeah. this is really cool. And there's a few moments where there's a really lovely, like, almost indie pop track playing. Um, I might have to look up some of the songs, actually, because I was grooving to them. Yeah. But I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I was like, with the animation of, like, going over the city and stuff. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is really awesome. This is yeah. This is probably awesome. Um, love the montage of villains. <laughs> it's like the preview yeah. of what's to come. It, it, on the, com- the conversation with Alan right at the end. Full, it's cir- like, so, uh, full what, circle conversations. Yeah. So what are you gonna do now? <laughs> it's like all these villains, all these things still happening. He's like, I don't know. We just finish finish college. Uh, light frequencies. Yeah. Room thing was cool. Yeah. Like Art again. I've written down here. He survives. Yeah, he's him. great. I love how him and Maggie have a relationship. Like forming of like he's lost a friend in Omni-Man because he's lied to him all these years yeah. he's gained you know a, a friendship of like staying strong for each other because yeah. they both lost something yeah both experienced the same thing in I a way I love that like through yeah. their, their own like different slightly different grief in a way yeah it's yeah like, definitely like, learn to pull together and be strong I've written down Alan obviously Alan's brilliant um, I, I, what's high school I love the line in the end <laughs> I love the entire conversation at the end he comes back and he's like oh my god I've got to warn you <laughs> there's, a, there's a field trim on your planet he's like yeah I know he's gone and he's like oh oh right okay <laughs> alright then a bit late then uh, and I love it that they just sit down and have a catch up on the moon yeah. <laughs> it's like a great yeah. brilliant 
but I that think is that is that was invincible. That's um, some of my ramblings that I had. It's uh, it's such a good show. I and we mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago that there is a uh, season two and season three happening. Uh, but I wonder why everyone else thought of it. I I really enjoyed it. The people that I listened to really enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. I'm glad. Um, yeah. I think that's that's all for today. Don't you think? Should we start wrapping yeah, up? Yeah. We got D and D. I don't I know what like, we got D and D. I feel like uh, well, any second now probably. Yeah. Anywhere that's between fine. half seven and eight, but it's fine. We got time. Yeah. But yeah, I love. Yeah, I like I I I liked the show quite a lot. Yeah. I like that it has this like central themes of like a coming of age story, but questioning the morality of superpowers as well yeah. in in our world yeah, and that was really cool it. yeah but um, and it's very it's a very beautiful cartoon those of you who like watching beautiful cartoons yeah. it is the, like going back to the animation it's very I don't know early 20s yeah well, not, not 20 uh, well, early noughties yeah I should, I should mention, early 2000s style of animation so you think initially you think oh my god this is very kiddie looking but no this it is it has that classic kind of um, it's the classic like cartoon you know, X Men Justice League. Yeah. Call back to like classic superhero cartoons, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. I, I really do hope more, more people would like check this out. Like, as, yeah, I think it is obviously really popular, but I hope like you know, everyone that listens to this, uh, or people that aren't really into like superhero stuff, do watch this because this is. The, again, we we're talking about earlier. This is breaking the mold of like the generic superhero shit. This is completely different. I yeah. feel. It's giving a massive focus on, on the responsibilities of how you balance your life with yeah. being a hero. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Um, and even though that's been done in the past, it's never really been the sole focus of anything. Yeah. And I feel like it very much is this. Yeah. So. Thank you everybody so much for watching, or listening. Um, I hope you're all having a good day. Yes. Hope you enjoyed the show. Yes. What did you think of the, sh- the show Invincible? Do do write in. Do talk to us on Twitch if you can. Um, if you want to get in contact with us and tell us what you think or any suggestions of what we're going to be doing in the future, you can always email us at cityofgeekandpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, if you want to watch us live on Twitch, it's most Saturdays now. The afternoon. Yeah. I don't exactly know. It's around the sort of same times, like 4 o'clock onwards or something like that. Um, or if you can't watch us live then do download us on whatever podcast app that you do have Spotify, Apple or the Shears uh, what else is there what are we going to do next week what are we doing next week I don't know what are we doing next week did you want to do Hamilton Cause should we do a musical I feel like we should do something I wanna, pretty light I want to do a musical let's do it then yeah Hamilton Hamilton it is three hours long but it's, yeah, quite, it's, it's on intermission alright doing Hamilton next week uh, hopefully Tell us what you think about Hamilton. I love it. I want to watch it again. You haven't seen it. You're going to love I it. Seen it. I, I am <laughs> going to love it. You are Apparently. Gonna love it. Uh, <laughs> but yes, thank you everybody so much for listening and joining. We will see you next time on the City of Geek and Podcast. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.